Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe, and to the right of me is my man. Sony Music Entertainment recording artist, Eddie Meeks, a member of Sony Music Entertainment and Red Distribution duo, Docino. Yes, it is I, says Eddie me. Cappuccino's on this motherfucking me. It's me. How are you, my friend? I'm chilling, man. Just over here going through the Michael Jackson catalog, seeing what I see want what to sample. sample. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Yeah, we're going to uh, get all that. Uh, ben. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. <laughs> what else are we going to do? For some uh, reason, Dirty Diana is Dirty really, <laughs> really calling my name right now. I just, I'm so amped. Uh, smooth Criminal. All of that, uh, man. Yeah, exactly. The, the biggest pop sugary, you know, hit, you know, screw, screw all the, the the older, you know, shit that you know I, I really love. Let's just I'm gonna get the, a glitter glove for each. Yeah, there hand. you go. <laughs> What's up? How Marty? are you, good sir? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. It's, it's very good to see you. This uh, we had a little sabbatical. It's last been a week. minute. It has been. And yeah. typically, I battle sabbatical. You you do, <laughs> you, you do actually. Cue. Yeah. I need to have that queued up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what's going on? We need an update in volleyball world. I saw all kinds of shit all over social media this weekend. Yeah, we about a you week out. You are a championship. Yes. Uh, volleyball dad extraordinaire yes. now, I hear. Silver bracket uh, champions for the Rally Rumble uh, tournament that took place this weekend in Cartersville, GA. Shouts out to all Cartersville. All right. And, uh, yeah, we did the damn thing, man. We lost, like, two close games on Saturday. One won decidedly. And came back the next day, which was Sunday, and won, beat the shit out of everybody. The whole thing. Yeah, shouts out to I saw your girl cheesing like crazy on the pictures, too. Winning will do that. Um, So, yeah, we're about a a week out from Orlando and going to uh, the AAU Nationals. Oh, damn. All right. Yeah. Now, are you are you going to the ESPN joint there? Yes, we talked about that, yep. right? Yeah. And the uh, Orange County Convention Center is going to be go. split between the oh, two. Oh, split between the two. Yeah. Oh, that's a big. That's a big. Oh, that's uh, huge. That's a yeah. big tournament. And All depending right. on how far they go, um, I was reading some of the details about the AAU tournament. They could end up on ESPN. Oh shit! If All they right. get far enough into it, All so. Right. Yeah, we about to run into some recruitment shit and all, all right. that. So all it's right. all good, man. All right, good, man. It's all good. Um, so listen, what have I? I wish been up I to? had more interesting stuff to talk about. No, we do, we do. You have well, your, you have your, you have your, your distribution deal yeah, with Sony the, the as of internet, today. Yeah, the internet is going crazy. <laughs> um, I just don't know what to say, man. I, I want to thank the little people first uh, because without them, there is no me. That's right. And um, there's a the me and mix though. Yeah, it is with two e's. And, Two E's. Um, it's an extended. You know, meet. we just gonna we just gonna take over the world from here, man. I understand because this year's your year. This right? is my year. Oh my lord! And next year, the year after that, exactly. And the past decade was oh, really mine, but didn't nobody know it. So <laughs> right, it's exactly, all good, exactly. Man. They're just catching up, man. Yeah, man. Sony's finally woken up and realized what what, what the realness is. I'm big time, son. So uh, you know, this is actually we're only a few up. This is the we're this is like third or fourth, like last episode recorded in this version of the Dirty Blanket. Oh, don't make me say it. It is it really is. So uh, you, every. You, just absorb the green. Absorb the green. So say goodbye. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> I am a Mr. Yeah, Spot. I know. Oh, I know. I know. It's times crazy. Out here, man. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, faithful listeners out there, uh, you know, it could get a little hairy towards the end of June, early July, because we're moving about three and a half, four miles west of uh, of uh, where I live now. So, 
Uh, if it gets a little nuts from a consistency standpoint in June and July, early July, then uh, you know what's going on. So we're we're packing everything up and moving to just a, a little bit bigger uh, crib to handle me and my wife and four kids. So anyway, and real quick, I, I like to give a big shout out to my wife. Mm. She is at home by herself every day, day in, day out now with four kids. They're all home from school, and she is losing her goddamn mind. So, you know, uh, you know, all of my kids, I love y'all. Y'all are driving this crazy right now. Whenever you listen to this, y'all are driving this batshit crazy. I love y'all. And your mom is holding it down right now. That's all I got to say. It's opposite for me. We leave our kids at home every day. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that. But see, my gap is too big, man. I got 11 years old to nine months. So like that, I don't, I don't know when that's going to happen. Because by the time. You. you did it to yourself. I, I did. By the time the oldest one would actually be old enough and responsible enough to watch all of them, he's not going to be here. He's going to be gone. Yeah, he's going to be gone. <laughs> So, you know, I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out eventually. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, shout out to my wife, man. She holds it down. Nat, what up? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get down to business. Yeah. We, you are to the right of me. Yeah. We have not only one special guest in the house, we have two special guests in the house tonight. But before we get these gentlemen on the mic, uh, if this is the first time you're tuning in, uh, because you're a fan of one of these two gentlemen uh, that are here with us tonight. This is Southern Vanguard Radio every Tuesday and every Thursday. Twice a week meets, twice a week though. We have a mix show on Tuesdays. All the latest and greatest hip-hop shit, cut up like it should be. Meeks and I just wiling out, drinking bourbon and beer and just fucking around. And then on Thursdays we have an interview session. Could be an MC, producer, A&R, behind-the-scenes person. Who knows? So, so anywho, make sure you go check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes Podcast, MixCloud. And Stitcher Radio, share, like, follow, subscribe, uh, and tell a friend. And it, 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 did I cover it all? Oh, we have affiliates. Uh, ATLHipHop.com, Return of the Boom Bap Radio, WRBB here in Atlanta, Soul Public Radio out on the West Coast, and I am ClassicRawRadio.net right here in Atlanta all as right. well. And with that, Marietta George is in the house tonight, I'd like to say. I'm, Mary, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of I mean, the, Marietta Georgia is in the fucking house tonight. <laughs> mm. So, we have two in-studio guests tonight. One, Jay57. Jay? Jay, what what's up? up? What's How up? How are you, my friend? Yeah. Good, man. Good, good. Good. And then to your, let's see here, right. To his right. right. Mr. Kyle Lucas. Yes. What <laughs> up? <laughs> so glad to have you here, man. Thanks for having me, man. Might be the first Marietta native I've ever uh, met. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely the first Marietta native on the show, for sure. Yeah, for Dang, sure. So, I feel honored. I appreciate it, guys. So, uh, so thank you, man. Thank you for coming by. Shit. Jay, thank you for hooking this up no brainer you know, right this here, has been man. great i don't know how we or why we haven't connected until now oh, we just figured out we are at the same show we didn't even, like yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah exactly exactly we were at the nappy roots uh we oh, still okay. didn't figure it out yeah uh, i didn't know if it or beer release i don't know yeah, what that right. was yeah <laughs> oh, album funny. release associated with the beer release oh yeah. i was gonna go to that too <laughs> yeah we growing, talked about right? that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay by the way, if, if if you ever get the taste, the beer that they made, what was it called? Front Kyle? Porch. Front Porch. It's good. Yeah, huh? That shit is dope. It's good. Sure. Nice. I was surprised. Not surprised that they wouldn't make a dope beer, but you know, like everybody. You don't yeah. know until you try it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it could yeah. be, you know, it could be yeah. really, really uh, uh, suspect. But, That's uh, you just got to drink it in the smile. So it's good, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 So, um, so let's see. I don't know. Where should we start here? How about, well, how about, how did you guys end up connecting? Jay and Kyle, because uh, that's why you guys are here right now. Yeah, I guess I'll take it from yeah. there. The Twitter net okay. uh, through a gentleman named Sir El- Sir Elton John. No, Sir, Sir Elton. El- 
So El Matt, El Matt. You should have told me that I'm going to call him Elton the next Sir, time I, every time I see you. Sir Elton Gaunt. No, he, uh, yo, this man Gaunt and Kyle, you've known him for a minute, right, Kyle? Yeah, I've known him um, like straight, knew who he was when I was in high school. Right. And then was like, and then, I mean, we just met like four months ago. That's right. So right. That's like that's yeah. a great span of like not meeting the people, you know, that's just the internet. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and then we just linked up on Twitter, um, just like because of the J Mo gang shit coming out mm-hmm. and whatever right. else. Like we just started right. building and and I was like, yo, I'm a fan. He's like, I like what you guys are doing. And like we just kinda you know, yeah, what I'm saying? I, I, like yeah. the, when I met uh Gaunt, like I'm a huge Rascass fan and I like was and then Rascass was there and I was talking to him and he was just like Oh yeah, I spent some time in uh, in like in Atlanta and Smyrna, and I knew his cousin was Blue Da Vinci, so I was like, "Oh, with your cousin, like, because oh, I knew like right. like the BMF gang and stuff." Yeah, I knew yeah, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. but he was like, "Nah, I'm doing this." I was like, "Really? Where?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wait, you were recording down there?" I was like, "I didn't put two and two together." He's like, "Man, I was just there for," a while. and then just ah, it just works it like just, that. Way. Obviously, yeah. yeah, and then we. Uh, yeah. And we had a pretty epic day where we got up and we yeah. were just like, let's play some beats and vibe out. And right. we were like, by the end of the day, we were like, let's do a record. Let's do an EP. And yeah. he picked like a bunch of beats that are turf. Like, oh, you guys are working on, working on a joint? Yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. Now they do. <laughs> yeah, now they do. <laughs> yeah, doing a full nice, record. Nice. All right, dope. So you're producing your rhyming. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Dope. It's going to be dope. So when's that coming out? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. We're in the process. When you get to it. When you get to it. All right. But what? that's how we linked up, you know? All right, beautiful. Cool. So, Kyle, uh, you are a Marietta native. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I'm. my family's from Detroit, and I was born. Oh, I was, Michigan again. Yeah. <laughs> and then, my uh, wife's from Flint, so we'll, okay, we'll, we'll yeah. circle back around. Yeah, my family's from, like, Mount Clemens, like, 16 Mile okay. and, like, and Gratiot. Okay. And then uh, I was born in New Jersey and lived there for three years. Obviously, I don't remember <laughs> any of that. Right. And then... We moved down here, so I've been here since I was three. So, so you're right. pretty much a native. I am 100 percent a native, yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember the first thing I saw when I realized I was. Well, I mean, I, I'd seen your stuff on all the blogs, and mm-hmm. I'd heard the music, and then I don't know when I finally realized, like, oh shit, this guy's in Marietta. Oh, you saw, you were hearing about him before you realized he was from this. Yeah, this yeah, city. yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I don't know why. I, obviously, like, whatever, that was right? the case for me, but I wasn't living here like you were so you know. right right i can't remember what it was i was you know what it was i think it was when the marietta ga album oh, came sure, out yeah oh, sure. so i think yeah. when that came out i realized i'm like oh this guy is actually from marietta and is That's like cool. repping it you know so yeah, i was just yeah. like damn who is this guy and then i think you ended up um connecting with one of my homies benefit oh yeah i think i think oh, you yeah. ended up, i think you ended up kind of connecting with him i was just huh. like man this just kind of keeps on like crisscrossing yeah. and then Man, Jay's like, like, yeah, do you know this guy, Kyle? I'm just like, oh, Jesus, we got to get this figured yeah. out. So anyway. Right. I mean, I always say, like, the music industry, like, it's like an island where it seems, yeah. you have, like, you have to swim an ocean to get there. Like, you have, like, getting a record deal seems impossible. Yeah. And then once you get into the scene, it's only as big as an island. Like, everybody knows fucking everybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I can cuss, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody fuck, fuck everyone yes. knows everybody. And it <laughs> seems like you have to just swim an ocean to get there. And then you're like, wait, this shit isn't that big. Everybody knows everybody. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so your, let's see, I think the latest release was January, right? Yep. You're coming off, was it an EP or an LP? It was, I'm eight, seven or eight, eight songs for okay. Deluxe, so I don't okay. even know what that is nowadays. Okay. <laughs> it's just a project. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you're still working that now, right? Yeah, I'm just releasing the next, the, actually the first video, like official music video off of it. I've done like teaser, or I've done like 
all this release plan stuff, um, but then uh, audio and stuff like that, and just see how that how that was well received or how it was received. So now I'm just re- unrolling all the videos from it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then before that, you had Marietta Georgia, the album, right. and that was like my first. That was my first solo retail ready independent album. Like it wasn't a mixtape. Okay. It was my first one that I released without a label. And then it was just like my first effort. And at that time, it took me two years to do it. And at the time, I was like, okay, these are 14 songs. This is my first time I'm going to do no samples, nothing, and just put it out there. Because I've done a million mixtapes. And then it was like my first right. retail ready to see how my solo fan base uh, without a label will like consume it and stuff. So Gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, I, I didn't realize you were in Vonnegut. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that com- I completely missed that one. A lot of people don't. Yeah, so a lot of people don't put two and two together yeah. and stuff. But, yeah. uh which is kind of now that Vonnegut's no more, it's a blessing because I don't, I mean, it's like definitely makes what I just think, it makes the story interesting, you know? Right, right. And I'm not stuck to it. I'm not stuck. And it's not just like yeah. Kyle Lucas version one. And then I'm like, right. Kyle, it, it, I mean, there's only so many times you can reinvent yourself. And now it's my government name. So like, I don't have yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> What did I say in the notes? Meek, Meek's a uh, in, in our prep notes. Oh, Kyle right? Lucas, a.k.a. Kyle Lucas. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, like, yeah, that was my... Like, yeah, you're like, all in now, man. I'm all Shit. in. <laughs> yeah, I want to... Um, I, I got the prep topic, topics today, and I, I want to say I actually saw the performance on Letterman, mm-hmm. um, and it just kind of brought back a lot of stuff for me, like uh, just thinking about Purple Ribbon when mm-hmm. it was up and popping it probably still is i'm not really sure but uh i i distinctively remember because i fuck with letterman heavy yeah um based on the fact that outside of arsenio during that time or or before even before that time when you were on there that was one of the places you could see somebody from hip-hop like that's that's very true i saw tribe on there a few different times you know he's had a hell of a i mean david letterman was he fucks with a lot of hip hop. It people. was yeah. it was it was amazing to be growing up during that time watching Letterman, and, yeah. but but for some reason that performance sticks out. I remember that man. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, that was an that was an insane experience, man. That was like I bet it was. It was an insane experience just because like you know my whole life I'm like I'm gonna be a rapper, and my parents are like okay, and they're super. <laughs> my parents are hippies, super supportive, but they're like what fuck? All right, <laughs> I guess. And then it's like I'm gonna as like yo if I sign a record deal I can drop out of college, right? And they're like. Yeah, all right. And then, so my dad took me to buy my first drum machine when I was in eighth grade. And he was jokingly always say, because he was a huge Letterman fan. Mm-hmm. He would stay up and uh-huh. watch that. And he was just like, you'll never make it in my eyes until you're on Letterman. Like, Damn. fucking with oh, me. Oh, shit. Just like, fucking with me. But super supportive. Right. As like a joke. And then uh, I was like, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm signing to this group called Outcast. I'm dropping out of college. And he was like, what? Oh, okay. Like, I'm, but I'm signing a record deal. It's legit. He was like, Okay, and like Dad, I'm doing Warp Tour. I'm doing Lollapalooza. I'm doing. He's like, okay. And then I remember calling him. We got like two. I was going to ask you, was it a face to face or a phone call? It was a phone call. So I was on tour. <laughs> and he dropped that fucking it, phone. It was like, <laughs> dude. It was like uh, I was in Miami of Ohio. That college there. There's yeah. a college there. Yeah. And uh, we just did a performance with Two AM Club. That same day, we did a performance with Big Boy in Miami, Florida. Okay. So we literally flew back. From Florida to Miami, Ohio, did a show, wow. and then Big Jet was like, setting. "Big was like, yo, you guys are gonna be on Letterman on Tuesday," and that was like Sunday. So then I, I remember it was after the performance of college. I called my dad. I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna be on Letterman on Tuesday," and he was like, almost speechless, like kind of like, 
I'm proud of you, but like, so my parents, you know, they took off and then, you know, that's late for them staying up to have jobs. So they took off work the next day so they could stay up <laughs> wow. and just watch it. It was like towards the end. It was yeah. the last thing yeah. on the show. So that's yeah. so dope. Yeah, it was that crazy. Dope, man. Awesome. It was crazy too because my grandfather who passed away like two or three years ago in Detroit, when we were like cleaning up his house and stuff, he had like a VHS cassette that just said Kyle Lucas on David Letterman. Damn. Like he taped nice. it on VHS. Which is like so dope. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> nice. So how'd you get into this music shit, Kyle? Like what's, uh, what, uh, what got you, uh, I guess, into, you know, just, uh, what gave you the balls to start making music, you know, on your own? Yeah. Uh, man, I just grew up I used to always, like, want to sing. Like, I wanted to, like, when I was in fourth grade, like, you couldn't tell me I wasn't in Boys and Men. Like, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah? All but right. I can't that sing. That was appropriate. Yeah, right. Makes you kick right. off the episode yeah. with some Boys and Men. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> that shit fucked me up with the, uh, with the influences because it's, it's a range, you yeah. know? Joe Button. Yeah. Boy, Saigon, Outcast, of course. Yeah. And then Boys to Men just sticks out. Yeah. <laughs> like, was it all of them or was it one of them? No, it was all of them at different times. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Joe Bunn's the one who made me like. No, I mean, Boys to Men. Oh, yeah, was it was all of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Although I didn't Wa- know if it was Wanye or. Yeah, but he was the lead, though. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it probably was Wanye, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I just. Um, Shit, I wanted to always make music, and then like my sixth grade year, I I got, I got like the same time my first CD I ever got was Mace Harlem World, hmm. oh, and shit. so I'm like a, the biggest bad boy stand like in the world, oh, okay. like the biggest like Murder Mace and like Puffy like are my, right. my favorite, okay. and then Biggie like that was it was all like the fisheye lens and i'm like you know i'm younger yeah. and it's just yeah, very like cartoon shit. yeah, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. it looks yeah. like cartoon oh, yeah. characters and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and uh and it was jamming but then at the same time my next door neighbor who's still my best friend he was he uh burned me cds of like less than jake blink 182 <laughs> coheed and cambria so it's okay. like i had this duality growing up like at the same age that when you start to not listen to your parents music you know, it's very right. like it's very timely and like chronological in your life right. when you listen to music. So yeah. when you're like in fifth or sixth grade, you start like venturing. And my parents are from Detroit, so it's all Motown, and that's yeah. like mm. still all like that's my backstage ritual. Is I only listen drink whiskey and listen Temptations. Like okay. I'm all I grew up with only Motown, but then when I started to venture on myself as a like a young youth as a middle schooler, it's just like it was just Puffy, Mace, Biggie, you know, all the bad boy family, and then. Blink-182, Less Than Jake, Real Big Fish. So I had like this, which if you look at it now, that's like kind of my fan base. I'm like a rapper that's on Warp Tour. It's like I'm like right. Right. Yeah, yeah. just walking this line and those yeah. are like the first like influences. And then now everyone's like that. Like everyone has iPods and just playlists. And you don't have to be like, but back then you either had to be one or the other. You were mm-hmm. either a rock kid, hip hop yeah. kid. You know, you had to commit. And then now everything, if you look at anyone's iPod, it's just pick yeah, it's and wide open. It's whatever because yeah. you get songs yeah. one at a time now. So I just always, like, grew up with half, like, rock and then half hip-hop. But my hip-hop was, like, super hip-hop. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So then I started recording when I was, myself when I was, like, 15 on, like, uh, Garage. No, Cakewalk. It was Cakewalk. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I Cakewalk. Cakewalk Home Studio yeah. Yeah, and on a desktop yeah. and then started <laughs> messing around and just making a million shitty songs. Yeah. So, yeah. so were your mom and dad musicians or they were just nope. big into music? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They I were, mean, yeah, they I have no like musical family or no one right, ever. So okay. it was kind of like alien like like I'm going to 
venture into this unorthodox profession or our kid wants to be a rapper, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad's a, you know, like I said, my, my parents are, you know, hippies. I didn't eat meat till I was 22. I was raised a vegetarian. My family's still vegetarians and my dad's a therapist. Oh. So okay. I was always taught to be like open in your emotions and just expressing yourself. But, you know, uh, okay. but I was like obsessed with hip hop and it was just a, you know, a form of expression. So yeah. brother or sister that was in the music big time too, nope. or no. Nope. Okay. All right. Nope. So this is just music just hit you hard, man. And you yeah, just dive it was, in. It was just the Oregon trail just out there by myself. <laughs> just trying, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Man. Minus the dysentery. <laughs> Meager rations. Yeah. <laughs> just out there. Just, and it's like, I, I always, I always said that like, cause now that I've been in the music industry for like over 10 years, like, I know so much now, like I'm a little jaded or I'm a little, you know, this and that. You just know too much. You've seen yeah, the wizard seen behind the much. curtain. You've seen the wizard. But my yeah, yeah. Na- my uh, naiveness, if, if that's a word. Naivety. There you go. Naivety. If go. that just was like, of course I'm going to be a rap. You can't tell me I'm not going to. And then right, like, right, but yeah. I didn't know how things work. And I think my uh, being so naive was also like worked in my benefit because everyone's saying, you know, the, obviously the chances and I, I was like, I was just so naive that it worked. It just allowed me to grow and just pursue that over the years and years and years. Have you ever been laughed at because you were so naive? That's I, the that's the one that kills you. I don't I don't think so because anyone who laughed at me yeah. just they weren't in the music industry either. It would yeah. have broke my heart if like an A and R or something like was like okay I know I know and this is very like a crazy. Uh, what a crazy journey you're about to go on yeah. and you were very naive but everyone who was just they just didn't know either yeah it just seemed so crazy yeah so but it would have broken my heart if someone who like actually knew like if i did that if i actually told a young kid like how it really works yeah like i would break their heart i got laughed at by an industry person and i was just like you know what fuck you i'm still going for i don't think it would have broke you man because it, it sounds like to me that you were just that determined yeah to to break through you know what i mean so yeah this this person was somebody of hip-hop royalty and we was over at this studio and just you know uh we about to do this and we about to do this this motherfucker about fell out of his chair laughing i'm just like <laughs> wow but we paying you to do our demo, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, Press record. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that shit moving, man. Yeah. All good. So did you start making beats? Like how how were you, how did you start like recording? Or were I, you like, I was what? trying to make beats and just figure it out. Um, okay. but then I think what I was really when I really started moving was just um just jacking for beats, man. Just going online, downloading yeah. every I don't know the time, Lil Wayne instrumental, everything and just Lift, you know, I, lifting weights, just putting in the reps, and then I probably made yeah. a million shitty freestyles. But that was just, that was just like I don't know, paying my dues, and and also just only playing it for like like my friends and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was almost like this thing where no one like when I when I signed my deal with Big Boy, yeah. he that was like the first validation I ever gotten was just him. So it was just up until, and this is like five or six years. Till of just making oh that's just our friend that raps and I play it for my friends and stuff but then it's oh, move okay. on it gotcha. wasn't anything okay. it was just like in my head what I'm gonna do and almost almost like not even trying to talk about it with friends who didn't do that you know because gotcha. it's like until Big Boy signed you yeah wow that's impressive yeah, yeah we, I got a record deal before I ever did a show <laughs> well that's a, so that that's exactly Damn. where I was gonna go I didn't know that part. I'm yeah. like so that's so so I'm probably generalizing and skipping over a lot here, but so you, you're in your bedroom, you're working on joints, you're putting in your ten thousand hours, whatever, right. trying to figure this shit out, 
And then how did you end up in Vonnegut? And yeah. like, what's that like? What, what's a, the on ramp? That's look a, like yeah, there? that's a big that's a big part too. So I was okay. working at Cumberland Mall, and I so the person who who like I kind of started when I was in high school starting to rap. I worked at um, uh, with me and my other best friend, who's actually like a famous actor now in LA. His name's Yasser Lester. Uh, he has that American History show. He's on at midnight every night with like on Comedy Central. But he's a comedian mm. actor. He's so we worked at this place called the Book Nook off Roswell Road. Yeah, we just went digging there. We just yes, we did with Derringer. Yes. Shout out to Derringer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. we so we walked worked there for like a couple of years when I was in high school. He had graduated, and um, next to the Chevron <laughs> that you could walk, the Chevron oh, was yeah. right there next yeah. to the car wash. Yeah. Was this rapper named Sid Vicious, and he was okay. and he's. Got became later big in the grind time battle. Yep. He's like a battle rapper now. Mm. He's like killing it. But he was the first person to like. I'll. He was rap. He was trying to pitch his rap. He was working at a gas station and like pitch his CDs. And then I was like, Yo, I just worked down the street and I couldn't even count bars. I just didn't have any direction. I just didn't know. That's what I'm saying. I was so naive. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't know. Uh-huh. So he like was kind of like taught me how to count bars and taught me how to like rap on beat and like make it more. You know, structured structure yeah. yeah make it more audible and then uh so uh so then i left the book nook i was still selling i went to i was going to kennesaw state and mm-hmm. graduated from pope high school then i was going to kennesaw state and then um i was working at cumberland it was right when like the soldier boy and then the laffy taffy the snap that oh, yeah, like, yeah, movement yeah. Mm-hmm. happened and i was just like man i remember even calling said i was in the parking garage about to do my shift i was like yo i cannot uh i like i'm not gonna my Do music is because I'm yeah. seeing CeeLo. I'm seeing I'm met Boys to Men in there. I met everyone. Everyone comes to Cumberland. So like, I met more before I even got a record deal. I met more people just working there because Atlanta is very like everyone's yeah, yeah. in Atlanta. So yeah. that's why I never get starstruck because I was like shit. I mean, everyone. Grew, if you grew up in Atlanta, you understand that yeah. you see Usher Atlantics. It doesn't like we're not like phased by that. Right. And so uh, uh, I was handing demos to everyone: Jazzy Faye, CeeLo, blah blah blah. Bone Crusher at the time. Just everyone coming into Cumberland and just saying, I rap and I rap. I'm like the one white dude there working at DTLR. Like, you know, so. <laughs> you were you're working at DTLR? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Wait, what's DTLR? I, I don't know. Downtown Locker Room. Is, Downtown Locker Room. Oh, dude, room. it's yeah. an Atlanta institution, man. Oh, okay. okay. It's from, oh, Baltimore, yeah. from Baltimore, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a very. Uh, it's a trap for clothing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, so that's a barsy place. Okay, I got you. Okay, um, hold on. Let, let's rewind for a second. <laughs> I gotta, skip, I'm skipping the story. I got to no, hear no, the story. No, no, no. Yes, yes, we got to <laughs> hear good. the story. How do you get a gig at DTLR? How does that happen? Um, <laughs> man, I. Uh, that is the last thing I, I just you went. I shit. I think I just filled out an application. No shit. I was going to school. I went for six after I was 18. Graduated my or I was 19. I was going to school at Kennesaw, and my girlfriend was 18. At the time, she was like my high school girlfriend. She went to Athens, so I went to Athens. Just followed her. I was yeah, there yeah. for six months. I was like, okay, this isn't really working out for me. Right. I can't. I can't. I don't relate to these people in Athens. Yeah. Right. I can't. Yeah. I'm not Understandable. Frat kid. I can't. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, come on. Yeah. And then so uh, tailgating. There for half, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Like, tailgating. Tailgating. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was just especially at that age. It's like I really want a record deal. I'm not gonna get it. And hanging yeah, out no, in no, a no, dorm no, or something. No, no. Only Bubba Sparks was the only, only person. I literally, I was telling Shannon, who's his manager, and, and I'm cool with him. I was like, "You're the only person that got a record deal out of that." <laughs> Just like in a dorm, right? But rapper for that sure. Was not, Mine is B52s and REM and all that shit. <laughs> right. but that was a long time ago. Not for me. So I came back and I needed a job, and uh, so I rolled. I enrolled back in Kennesaw and I needed a job, and um, yeah, my 
my audio okay? Oh, you're good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was back good. in Kennesaw and needed a job. But I think I just went to Cumberland and applied. And I don't think it was any more of a process than that. Yeah. I, yeah, but with DTLR, I would imagine you you looked, you had a look. I, I just imagine. I had a shaved head with big dipset earrings. Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's it right there. With camera earrings. That's it. That's it right there. I'm Googling DTLR go. right now to see what this shit looks like. Oh, Jay, it's the shit where cats have album release parties. and. Yeah. And uh, a big time for them is back to school. You know okay. what I mean? So everybody go in there try to get fresh real yeah. quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's spot you. like that. You can go in there and get your jazz. But there's multiple. How many locations are there? I there's mean, one at Camp be, Creek. There's yeah. one at Cumberland. Yeah. There's probably another one here. It's it's big up north. It's more yeah. in like Baltimore. That's where it's from. Okay. Gotcha. So it's like. Uh, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. But yeah, I there's it was multiple locations thing. here in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Well, I was thinking there were like five or six locations. Maybe there was at one point. I think there's yeah. not as many anymore. Probably. Man, that was it. You guys, just, I haven't thought about that in yeah. so long. Yeah. That's, that's what crazy. happens here. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah. brought back like, damn, I that's remember being I'm... 19 just at, yeah, so. My kids drag me in DTLR every fall before school starts. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So did you get a gig at DTLR because you were like, all right, this is kind of close to the crib and I can meet people here? Is that why you got the gig? Nope. No, you I just didn't got even, the gig. I, didn't, I, didn't, okay. I, was, I wish I was that like fortuitous to okay. think all about right. that, but I was not. I was okay. just like, all yeah, right, right, okay. I just need a job. Yes. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Fresh right. from Athens, right? For, yeah. Trying to get back established or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Start recording and start sense. chasing my dreams. I'm just going to school at Kennesaw yeah. again, so it's like I need to just get back. Athens just wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, yeah. And, I can know, see that. I think that's pretty Going through that, I think everyone goes through that at that young oh, yeah. age. Like yeah, that's yeah. pretty normal. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I so there was a band. So after all this, there was a band that had just been introduced to. I forget who. Oh, this kid named Joey Ahern. I went to shout out oh, to Joey. I, I haven't talked name? to him in ever. Oh, but I went to school with him, and he was like, "You should hear this band called Gym Class Heroes." And I was like, mm. "All uh, right, cool." And I like I I went had a trip going down to Florida. I was doing promotions for this uh, side hustling for this other company where I had to just go down, like sniping and stuff. They'd pay me this much money going. So I took a trip all the way to Florida, all these skate parks and just these festivals. Oh, okay. So it was just me driving, and I had just gotten the CD. And I back on CDs, yeah. there are these circles, listener, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> there are these circles we used to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember listening to it, and it made. And I always get this feeling like when I hear something, I wish I would have made. I get sick to my stomach. Like it's like oh, yeah. it's not. Uh, this is like this is whack. I'm just like this is so good. Like I'm physically sick, and <laughs> yeah. I get like I, that happens all the time when I hear or I hear a line or I hear something. I'm like I get physically sick, and just hearing their sound, they were so unique. And uh, and then I was looking up on them on MySpace and stuff, and that's when it was popping. And yeah. like I was like, fuck, I should have started that. God. Damn it. Like, right. what the fuck? Like, this is my lane. They right. just, I was so upset. Oh, gotcha. I was so upset. So, I never thought about them being that, but they were totally like the. Dude, I later became friends with them. And I, oh, really? And, yeah. And I was even talking, I was talking to Matt from gym class. And I was like, dude, I, I put so many people on to Paper Cut Chronicles. I need some pub, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh so then I, I came back and i remember talking to sid vicious like uh, back to dtlr and i was in the parking lot and i said i need to start a band and i need to go by my real name kyle lucas and he said dude you always should have that's like travis barker or something you sound like an actor or some kyle lucas sounds like it was made to be like a star <laughs> right, yeah. and i'd never thought of that it's supposed to be uh-huh. on already. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> right. like, hey, do you remember specifically you sound like travis barker or something you should have been done that <laughs> right yeah so then 
Oh, uh, what was it? What were you going by? Did we? Did we? I was no. We didn't. Yeah, I was trying to skip over that. <laughs> no, we're not skipping over no, that. That's cool. I used to. So my real name is uh, Kyle Lashley Lucas. Lashley is my mom's maiden name. Okay. So like me and my sister have the same middle name, and uh, so I went by K Double L forever, and then it was just Double. So Double was my rap name forever. Gotcha. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All, right. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah. So then. I, it's so, not bad, man. Not bad. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's embarrassing. Definitely right. heard worse. That's like you, uh, old you yearbook good. picture. You good? <laughs> nah, you good. You good. Trust me, you good. <laughs> yeah. So then, this is how crazy as it seems. Is I put those flyers up that say "Starting to look band, starting to make band, looking for <laughs> musicians," and I was like in the vein, Lincoln Park. Gym class heroes, blah blah blah. The little tabs I put them all yeah. over the colleges, and I put it Guitar at, Center on Windy Hill. I put it at Guitar Center on Windy Hill. There you Hill. go. <laughs> and that was where, and that was where the guitar player and singer, he's playing bass for Future now, I believe. But he the sang in Vonnegut, and he went to oh, school shit. with, and so we so he called me, and he had done some stuff. He was going up to Stanconia because he went to college for two years with Big Boy's little brother Jason, and so then he got he's really good at guitar, and then he's. Um, so then he called me, so we started making a demo where there was no band. It was just me rapping, and then this producer, Mike Woodruff, playing all the other instruments, programming drums in his basement. We do it like every Sunday, and we started writing songs together. And Neil would play guitar and sing the hooks, and it was very like formulaic. It was the first time I ever started like writing songs, though. Because before then, it's like, I'm going to rap over this Wu-Tang beat for 98 bars. <laughs> Give me a record deal. Right. <laughs> like, right. I, yeah. I'm dope. And then it's just, I'm going to rap over this Wayne beat. I'm dope. But it's like, that was the yeah. first time being in Vonnie, it taught me how to write actual songs. Dope. Because it was different tempos. It was actual musicians. It was like being in a band where everyone in the band wrote their own parts, played their own parts, and was musically inclined so incredible. I was the one left out, but I was like the, the front man. But it taught me how to write songs, like actual pop songs. That must have kicked you your ass, though. Like kicked my ass. You know man. what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. no. they're like that's that a that's that a, a good way, or that's that a key. That's not the note. And I'm like, what? Right, I don't right. know what a key. Or they're talking to each other. I was like, what do you <laughs> oh, mean? Wow. I was like, I don't know. And I still to this day, I'm very musically. Help. I don't like. What are you talking? It's a different language to me because I'm just grown. Up, I was just grown up on. Royce, Cannabis, you know, Joe Budden. I, yeah. And I was so on the part of the underground people who feel they're better than the beat. Mm, and they're right, like, we don't need beats. Right, and right, it's blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just let them prove that. And then you realize, wait, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, right. music is actually the number one part and your voice is just an... It took me a long time. Wow. And a lot of underground MCs and quote-unquote lyricists never get over that hump where they realize they're not better than the actual music because this right. is music. And that takes... That That's the yes, amen, amen. <laughs> that because the average Woo. person you yeah. want to get fans in the crowd, like if, unless that you're just going to be performing for other people who want to be rappers. Yeah, and yeah. that's the worst crowd to perform to because they're just in the audience like this. Oh, yeah. that's the that's worst. A Dre yeah. Two, that's a Dre two second rule, right? <laughs> the shit done grabbing you in two seconds. It's a rap, right? That was that was like Horrible. his that was his litmus test for uh huh. for okay. uh, that, that was what I, well, I always heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I mean, always heard like Jay Z said to Neo who wrote all those hooks and stuff before he was an artist, and he just he was like, if you can't write in fifteen minutes, move on, because the mm. average person you're not you remember you're not making music for musicians, you know, right, 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 <laughs> you're right, right actually right. making music for right. the public to consume, right? As like it took that took years and years for me to get out of my backpack. Like I'm gonna be the lyrical miracle genius, right. and they're like, wait, if, and then it was it opened my it opened my eyes to so like, man, yeah. the average people that you know listen to music. So what were you doing in downtime? Were you like 
doing research and studying theory and like mm-hmm. structure and things no, like that. I was, like ha- in the I was hanging out with them. And you were just in the lab the and just like cranking, just what you, trial by fire. Well, when we started Vonnegut, I was just, I was just around them and starting to write these pop songs and stuff. And, and then like pop is, but that also like, uh, wouldn't, I wouldn't peel back like my lyrical integrity. Mm. So I'd still had little, and that's like to me the I would still have little lyricism, little things where you just wordplay and stuff. Like even on one of the songs with uh, the actual song "Knock," that's Vonnegut with like Will Pugh from the band Cartel. Right. I even told Rascast this. I taught like I said, "Soul on, soul on ice, like Rascast." And it, but that's like the poppiest song. And I told him that like blew his mind. And I even name dropped him <laughs> on a pop joint. joint. And so you were uh, always that hybrid shit. So it was always yeah. like that. So uh, yeah. So it was. But you were okay with it. Like, that's what you wanted to do, so it wasn't like you were, you, you were probably behind the curve, but that's the shit that you wanted to do, so you yeah. were like, Well, my yes. question is, were they okay with it? I know the I know the band is no more, but did your, I don't know, being behind the curb, did that stir up dust every now and then? Um, I think we went through the same thing that every creative's being in a band went through. Yeah. I don't think it was me musically, because I kind of just let them do all the music. Okay. Which was like, I think they had more internal musician stuff than I did because I was like, I had a direction where I wrote a lot of the words for the hooks. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we just went through everything creative, but I don't think that was it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't okay. think that was it. And I think they appreciated that because also I would be, you know, I think they liked having me in both lanes because we were able to do Warp Tour, Lollapalooza, but yeah. then I was on Pumpkinhead's mixtape. And then I was on, you know, then, and then I introduced then like one of my friends later, like the last tour we went on was my friend G Easy. He took us on like th- two or three tours. And that was like, so I was like kind of shining light onto the band from the rap part. Mm-hmm. So all right. the blogs were picking us up. All that was happening. And gotcha. I was like oh. co writing and writing with other MCs. But then, yeah, it was this weird. So it was a good situation for it, everybody. It's a involved. win-win. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like so. yeah. yeah. Okay. So when did you actually decide to form? So you you put up the 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 flyers and you guys kind of assembled this band. Like when did you say, okay, this is Vonnegut? Here's a demo, and like so yeah. So we had been doing these songs, and I was heavily influenced by Kurt Vonnegut Jr., the author. Mm-hmm. And um, so we added another T for that. That's why like. Um, like in the in the novel Cat's Cradle, the thing that like brings the world to the end is this uh, solution called Ice Nine. It's like this molecule that just makes all the moisture solid. So it just basically takes everything out of it's like ups is down, black is white. Like you take all the moisture out of the air, and it just was. But we called our mix our demo, or we released it on MySpace and stuff. But it was Ice. It was Vice Nine. So we were like playing off that. It was it was. Um, yeah, uh, so we did eight songs, and then he gave it to Big uh, Ricky Walk, Ricky Walker. My cousin Ricky Walker got through a federal drug bust. Oh. So, uh, so we get, so we were cool with him through Jason. So okay. we kept going up there, and uh, and he heard on our demo was a song called Bright Eyes, hard to say. Like two or three of the songs that actually made the album four years later was on our demo. Wow! Oh, we, yeah. you hear about that a lot, though. It seems like like you, it seems like there's always a couple that end up making, or more than a couple, end up making it. You know, onto the full album. Because, I think it's just because we had no expectation, so it was just us as artists yeah. just create. Yeah, and yeah. I think like with most stuff, your first 
or second idea is the right one, is the catchiest right, one. Right, is right, 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 then you start overthinking in your head and the 20th one yeah, scrap the idea. But yeah. that was, we didn't even know what was going on. So then, uh, yeah, so he gave it to Ricky Walker. And then it was, like, it was like a three or four month period of just like, well, I don't think I even met Big Boy. I think I saw him at Stanconia once, but only white people at Stanconia were just interns. Mm-hmm. And so audio engineers, interns. So I think he thought I was an intern. <laughs> and then I got, it was, I remember it was like a Sunday. So apparently we're through Ricky and stuff. And actually I heard it up. There's like a private area on, on Stanconia, the C rooms here. And then there's like Big's private room. And it was like Sleepy Brown, Ray Murray, and Big. And Big had been hearing these songs through Ricky. And then I remember hearing my demo being played up there. Like the door was open. This is like another story. And from the C room, I was in the hallway and just hearing just like Sleepy Brown and like Big be like, woo, like, like, boy, you got oh, one. Oh, shit. Like, damn. So nuts, dude. And then I heard like, I was like, damn, that's crazy just to even hear like my, like, <laughs> like Holy shit. my idols are Dungeon Family. Oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, that's, that's like big. all my friends, skateboard kids or from like, like they listen to this, this, and that, this punk band, that punk, but they know every outcast word. So that's like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're gods everywhere, musical gods, but in the South, they're like gods. So they're oh, yeah, like, absolutely. this is my favorite, my favorite rappers. And so I'm hearing that. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. But then, you know, a month goes by, you know, you don't really hear anything. And we're still just, I'm still going to school. He's, uh, Neil's still working at a guitar center. I mean, these things take time now, absolutely. you know, that you realize. And then I remember it was like on a Sunday afternoon and then Ricky called Neil and then Neil called me. He's like, yo, it's like 2, 2 p.m. And he was like, yo, Big wants to do the deal. Get up to Stancodian now. And I was like, what? All right. And then so I was up there. We were waiting for like 30, 45 minutes in the lobby. And then um, Ricky was there. I think Neil was in, no, Neil went to like the bathroom or something. It's just been like, all right, whatever, man. This isn't going to happen. Right. And Big just walked in, said what up to the secretary. And then just looked at me and said, what up? And then kept moving. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, I don't think. I was like, oh, shit. So it's not going to happen. Yo, I don't that's think. That's so weird, man. I don't think he thought I was white. And uh, so he did. He thought I was. I think that's what I was saying. Like, I, I, he oh, thought really? I was an intern. And then or something like an audio. They had all like interns from like full sale there. You know what I mean? Just like oh, yeah, empty yeah, yeah. and trash and stuff. And, and, yeah. and then Ricky was like, no, 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 big. And he was like, uh, big. That's, uh, that's Kyle from Vonnegut. And I remember his eyes just looked at me and like lit up. And he was like, oh, you, you're the one rapping all those records up in here? And then he literally just gave me a hug, like a hug. And he was like, yo, from MC to MC, you are cold as hell. So I want to do whatever I can do to sign you. Call your lawyer. And I remember oh. like instantly thinking in retrospect, my first response, I'm going to have like goosebumps at this point. And it's like yeah. my idol. I was like, I don't have a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just about. I was about to ask you, like, where was the lawyer at this whole time? Started cracking up. Yeah, so that was like that was like the whole beginning of the purple ribbon thing, and that was like Damn, you know, wow. was a crazy. So how did you find a lawyer? Uh, we got. What did we get? I don't even know his name anymore, but he works for Joe Katz. I don't know. I think oh, okay. it was through Neil's like cousin or something okay. that worked like the deal. <laughs> so oh, crazy. Okay. Wow, that's <laughs> ill, man. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane because I'm also like 21 at this time. I got $113 in my checking account. I'm just a college kid. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I'm 21 in college, but I got like three years left. So, oh, <laughs> or yeah. two years left. I've been like cruising, just, uh, yeah. So it was a good Trying was a, to figure it out. And then so yeah. that was like, the first validation I ever got from an MC, because other than that, only my friends have been hearing the records. So I don't even know, oh, my freestyles, they weren't even records. So I don't, but I remember playing some of the Vonnegut demos where everyone, all the skateboard kids, all the hip hop kids were just like, whoa, this, you got something with this one. Like, 
So yeah, wow, oh, that is crazy, that man. Crazy. So what did you guys do? So you guys did the deal and just started, just went in the lab and started recording because I, well, when I went back and looked, it seemed like you guys got signed and then it was a long time before the album came out. Very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, four years, right? Yeah, four years. Yeah. It was a, uh, um, it was a. Uh, That's what happened to Nappy. It was in a tech. Yeah, they got signed. Yeah, yeah. They, they got signed in like uh, when was that? That was damn. That was when did I move here? I moved. I moved here in two thousand. Let's see. I think they got signed in like ninety six, ninety seven, and then I remember when I moved to Atlanta and I went to Tower Records there at Lenox. Remember that tower that was there mm-hmm, on yeah. uh, mm-hmm. right next uh, to the mall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I saw. Um, What's the shit where they have the the window, the shit in the window, the, uh, like the displays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw the Nappy Roots album, like in the watermelon in the, chicken. And grits. Yeah, for, I saw. In the, I was like, oh, the light box in one of those. Yeah, light the light box. box. There you go, the light box. Yeah, the light. So box. you saw that, and you're like, damn. I saw wrong. that. And I was like, oh god, damn, they're made. They're like they made, it. and then all of a sudden, like, oh no, it was yeah. fucking everywhere. But dude, yeah. those guys were grinding it. They were out. waiting for a minute, huh? Those guys made so many fucking records and mixtapes. It's, it's very disheartening if yo, you don't man. know. That's like when I first started to see the wizard behind the curtain. Where you don't realize, because again, I'm naive. Yeah. I don't have anyone to tell me anything. I don't have anyone to tell me how it really works. I was signed for a year before I was like, just going up to San Coney every night, like mostly kind of hanging out. Like, and then I'm like, trying to figure out what's next. And then I'm like, wait, yeah. I need another, I need a manager. That was like a right. year. I literally was young, so young. And they yeah. don't tell you, you think, okay, cool. You got this band. They make poppy ass joints, throw big. That's like a three step process to me. They make catchy joints, throw a big boy in one, take them to TRL, break the single. Damn. That's like, to me, it's cut and dry. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> right. does not work out like yeah. that. Mm. It does not work out like that, like at all. So but that's what's so weird. This is what I still don't understand about the music industry. Maybe it's a little bit different now. And I'm obviously, I've never really been deep in it, but I've never understood like, like you had to go get a lawyer to get that deal done, right? Like, why? Like, when that well, happens. You didn't have to. But, no, but he did. But you, his, you got a lawyer. For like, his best interest. Right. Yeah. Th- th- but this keeps on happening over and over again. It's like, okay, you, you get a lawyer to make sure, you know, someone's looking out for you, like with the paperwork and that transaction. But nobody says, okay, you know, kid, you know, this is some new shit for you. Here's what you need to fucking do. Oh, like, that's the manager like point. That. And that's the right. manager point. The lawyer's like, cool, I'm charging you every hour. You're cool. He charged me for every voicemail, right. every fucking. And then he's right. done deals done. He gets his commission. And I don't, I've never talked to him since. Right. I've never needed him since. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's not his place, yeah. basically. But he, I don't know. They're just that whole transition thing doesn't like, you know. You would think, I mean, you would think. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying I've never been, I've never understood that. Like, why, 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 did the, why does the lawyer not go, oh, well, you need to get a manager. Yeah, I, know, I know why they don't want yeah. you to get a manager. It's just I get a little that surprising. They're fucking yeah. you too. I get that, but it's, it's a little like, surprising. That it just keeps on happening over well, and over. The flip and over side, and over. the flip side of that is when, when, when me and Mello and the, the rest of our crew was running up in labels, uh, running up in Sony, <laughs> right, right, years ago, and and whoever else trying to holler at Eric Sermon over the rim shop and all of right, that. Right, right, right. A lot of times we would get the cold shoulder because we were we knew all of this. Hmm. Right, you see exactly. What I'm yeah, right, so right, it's right. Like, so it's like if, we, a, if, we, if we can't fuck you over, we just don't want to fuck with yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Makes sense. And and not to say that that's what Big saw in you because I don't get that. He didn't I don't get that feeling I would say at that all. Right now, he did not. Yeah, right, but right but now. it's like um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's I, I, you're saying for like for, the other for artists the for the snakes in the industry, it's more inviting the less that. This artist Someone or this knows, group knows, right. yeah. yeah, they could get more over on somebody. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, we we up in we fresh off of um, 
audition for Sony. We get a meeting the next week. And we in there asking about points and shit like that. And this motherfucker like, looking at us points? like, <laughs> they know too much. Okay, all right, <laughs> fellas. Well, yo, this was good. Uh, good to see y'all. We're going to be in touch. I think we can make something happen. Um, yeah, we'll be in touch. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way Hell out. Hell yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a yin and a yang to it, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely not the lawyer's place to be schooling yeah, him I know. I just, I still don't yeah. understand it. But anyway, it just you, seems odd the way the game So you said works. Nappy had a bunch of years in between. You guys had the same shit where you were signed and then it was years before it came out. It's like right? four or five years, yeah. Damn, that's mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah, I, was, I mean, it's just while. us figuring it out. It's us like as a band too, because it was right. just me and Neil. So we didn't even have a full band yet. Oh shit! So mm. uh, and so it was us figuring out where we want, right. like going like di- like drummers and bass players, and just finding the right. It's sad because toward the end, I was ready to. Uh, I know I'm jumping, but I was ready to go. We found all the exact pieces. That was like our third drummer, our fourth bass player, stuff like that. We found right. all the exact pieces where it was like go time, and I was like hyped on it, but. Through that process was us going up to Sanconia. Um, and so I'm very, uh, I'm very, like, very impatient. So, like, the whole, I don't have, like, the hurry up and wait in me. So I started <laughs> to do solo stuff because I was kind of always a solo artist. So throughout when Vonnegut was going through the whole, like, it's hard to make songs with, you have four musicians who write and produce. Hell yeah. You have a producer. Damn. Then you have a manager because we finally got a manager. Right. And then we have the label head, and then we had district. So we had like seven cooks in the kitchen. So there's a reason there was only 12 songs on the album. We pretty much only wrote like 12 songs, but we wrote them to this day. I still attest, if you hear the Vonnegut album, like eight of those songs could have been Katy Perry smashes. If you would have sold those or like, they were so pop driven. I just think at that time, like dubstep was popular, just came out. We were going on tour with like Sammy Adams, Chitty Bang, doing Lollapalooza and like, like right before Skrillex and stuff. Okay, and like, yeah. They didn't, the climate was not right. We were doing college tours, which is crazy. It was like so many people with like Sammy Adams. They didn't give a fuck if there was a guitar there. They didn't, they just didn't, right. bands weren't popular right there. They wanted uh, to just do Molly, pump their fists and just mm. party. And then, so Sammy was perfect for them. Chitty Bang was perfect for them. Everyone we were going on tour with was perfect. Me trying to like hold this like flag of being in a band to me was so like, sick to me. I just wanted to be in a band, be a dope ass MC, being rapping with all these other MCs, but then my pop band can go and do warp tour and do right. I thought it was right. so cool. That is dope though. But it just didn't translate. It didn't translate. Yeah. We oh, tried wow. and it but there is one we tr- we fucking tried. I mean we we fucking tried. We beat it into the fucking ground. Like our, we had like dope management. We we after we we fucking tried. Big boy put us on on his single "Follow Us," but that was just the singer. That was a great in the band. joint, too, man. Oh, yeah, you yeah. guys help help write that too, or mm-hmm. no? You yeah, did, okay. Yeah. And uh, we well, did the hook, or the hooks. Neil sings the hook, so right, yeah. okay, all right. So uh, it was it was cool. I think the remix that came out where I had a verse on it, and right. it was more. It was all live. That was more of the um, without taking away because Salam Remy did the beat incredible right. can't take away from that yeah. and big incredible and neil did a fantastic job but i'm saying as far as vonning it the remix that was the full band me rapping a second verse was more of what i thought was a better representation representation of us as a band right gotcha. but you know okay. that doesn't translate to you know radio and bt right. won't play that you know did you guys mean? do any more work on that record on Chico Dusty, or or was that uh, was that uh, the only? Joint? We were there through the whole thing. You were I don't, okay. I, mean, I didn't personally, so unless so I don't think so. Okay, yeah. All right. 
No, but I mean, that was an, an incredible process, man. And that's such an incredible, you know, makes the story interesting. Like I said, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That took you to Letterman. You you did you you did went on tour, all that good stuff. Yeah, we did spot dates with Big, but yeah. it would only be like me and Neil, the singer, coming out. And a, a couple times, though, it was like super dope, great moments. Like in my life, was Vonnegut. One Thanksgiving, we so now Vonnegut's like buzzing because we're also we're also doing me and Neil are doing double duty. So we flew the bands like meeting us at these college dates. We're flying to do Big Boy because his album's dropping. We're doing his spots, and that was the second single. So we're doing those songs for like one song, then just jumping and flying and meeting the band doing Vonnegut stuff. And then like we that was like a crazy time in my hmm, life because, damn. like I said, that one like I was in Miami, Florida with Neil. <laughs> then we flew back and met the band in Miami, Ohio. Then we did a whole college show at Miami of Ohio, like you know whatever that college. I think it's that's the title. But yeah. then uh, this is in one day. Yeah, Jesus, we're double or Some two presidential days. shit right there. Yo, like, Miami to Miami in yeah. two days. Yeah, that's bro. like that's that shit sparse. you see. Um, you see all the fucking EDM guys doing that shit. Like, like remember yeah. the Steve Aoki uh, documentary? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. I, I I'll sleep when I die. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I saw that with fucking uh, Chainsmokers. Were, were doing that like recently. Like they showed up at the big. Um, they showed up. What's the fucking big festival at Piedmont Park? Uh, what's the shit? Is it Shaky Knees? No, yeah, Shaky Knees. They did Shaky Knees. Like at seven or eight o'clock that night, and then they hopped on a plane and flew back to Vegas for a gig later that night yeah. at a fucking casino, shit like that. Right? So you must yeah. have been fucking exhausted. It was, cr- and luckily, <laughs> I was young too. So You're young, that's yeah, nothing. Was, that's a lot. I was so excited. I was yeah. just so excited that. Uh, that's dope, yeah, man. so it that's was real dope. It was us, yeah, trying to figure it out, man. It was it was a crazy time. Man. Yeah. So so after so after the band shut down, mm-hmm. you just went into solo mode, or you started taking what cuts you were working on, and kind of like what, what was your well the whole actually the whole time I was in the band. So that as you can see was a slow process. It was like that the being in the band and getting an actual label release was very very slow, and so I was just like. I'm just going to jump on this person's beat. So I'm going to jump on this. Mm-hmm. So I was putting out solo mixtapes because it was the best way to get promotion for the band. And I had all these plugs at blogs and I had. And so that's how I found our manager where I rapped on a remix of a Mike Posner song. And my manager, who's still my manager now, I've only had one manager. And he, uh, he managed Justin Timberlake's artist, Free Soul. And that this, I did this Mike Posner uh, on the remix of this Mike Posner song that like blew up online. And he was, he emailed me and just like you know to whom it may concern type thinking he was talking to my manager uh based on that song that like blew up and he was uh trying to get me on his um band's mixtape or they were the same uh no my manager oh your manager so he had heard that song online and stuff uh and that's you know how that happened where i was like shit i need a manager we need a manager so I was just rapping on everything and developing relationships with you know artists like t-mills and then like all these um Black Bear, who is who was Matt Musta then, but he's a singer named Black Bear he's now. He's dope, yeah. And like, I was just developed, and I'm just rapping on everything because the band takes so long to do one song because we have so many cooks in the kitchen. It doesn't take anything for me to film a video off of a Kid Cudi freestyle and post it every, you know. So it was like, and that's getting right. you guys attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my solo stuff started huh. like triple, quadruple lapping the band stuff because mm. of the the release schedule. So I could put out a mixtape. Actually, the first mixtape I put out, um was I did this mixtape, or one of the first legit ones that was, uh, it was Always Sunny and Marietta one, and Big Boy hosted it. And so, like, oh. and that's why, like, I kept the Marietta theme going for so long, because when he did the intro, 
He even told me after, he's like, yo, the most gangster shit you ever did was name this Marietta. He's like, don't front like you're from somewhere you're not. And like, right. he respected Hell yeah. He respected that so much. I remember he thought, he was like, yo, that's cold as hell. I mean, he was like, so he hosted the whole mix. I thought the same thing. I was like, man, this motherfucker is representing Marietta hard. Like, I fuck with that. <laughs> I mean, because, it's, it's most true. people, like, they're out in fucking, you know, wherever, and they rep Atlanta, they right? Rep but Atlanta. Right, always, exactly. I always, said, I always thought, just dope, I always man. was kind of like a, against that just because I'm, I'm so, uh, appreciative of the culture. I know what it's like. I remember Seabone from Concrete who said, yo, don't ever go to College Park without me. And he dead looked in my eyes and I'm like not gone without it. Like he was like, I respect it so much. I'm not going to be <laughs> right. like Waka said when they were like, yo, what do you think of a, a loving hip hop in Atlanta? He's like, yo, I'm not from Atlanta. I'm from Gwinnett County. Like there is like, Waka was right. like I'm not from like, it's, yeah, even uh, what's his name, Donald Glover's all like you know Stone Mountain. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean that's yeah. I've been here since '89, and Marietta was the first. This is why I touched down with the Southern Tech. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm not from here. I never claimed <laughs> to be. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've said it a million times. Still got Tennessee tags and license yeah. since '89. <laughs> I don't yeah. give a fuck. I'm from Memphis. Yeah. It's just better for me and my family to be here. Exactly. So I rep what I rep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do everything. Everything I've done musically was here, but my roots, my culture, where I fell in love with the music is back home in Memphis. Yeah. So that's all I know, man. Yeah. That's exactly. all same, I know. Same way. So I, I just yeah, didn't want to. My biggest fear ever. Uh, was act like not being, especially as hip hop, especially because now I'm doing like pop music. So, or I was at this time doing like super pop band stuff. Was that I'm never gonna just, I don't want to perpetrate something. That was right. like really, I don't. I, f- I feel like the the people that pull it off the best are the people like Donald Glover, who are just like, yo, I'm not gonna pretend. You can't, I'm not gonna. Fun- I'm not right, gonna take someone right. else's like childhood and, and then like phone it in and just try to capitalize real right. quick. Like that would. So I was always just straight up, like, I'm not changing the way I dress. I'm not changing what I talk about. I'm not, I can just rap. I'm not even saying I can play any, I can literally, that's all I know how to do is just rap. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. You say you weren't going to uh, perpetrate or portray a fraud or anything like that. Being that big didn't realize that was you on the records. How, what was he hearing? I don't know. I think Big, and like we said before, when you were like, I don't think Big had intentions to like. Yeah, fuck yeah, up. yeah. I think Big, Big is such a musician that he heard. He didn't. I don't even think he heard. Yo, this is gonna be huge, or we're gonna make these four little pretty white kids fucking huge boy band. Like he, right. he just fucks with just the mu. He fucks with the music so gotcha. hard as right. as gotcha. a musician himself. And you know, he makes beats, and he and like, uh, I mean, shit, he did. This Bubba, I didn't even know he made beats, but he did this Bubba Sparks song uh, with Scar called Ain't Life Grand. It's my favorite song off of Bubba's like Purple Ribbon. And like, he's just the purest form of artist. And I think that's to his fault trying to run a label. I also think, you know, you, uh, I see that. Yeah. I, you Absolutely. know, those are cut for just, I feel as much as we hate them, shicey ass businessman, but they get shit done. Right. He, it's, his heart was in the, Right place the whole time. Right. He just, and we didn't have, like I said, we didn't have a nickel scratch, two nickels scratch together. Yeah. And he just saw the potential being like, yo, y'all are dope. Okay. And if you can record here, if you want, you can. And I didn't, now being older, looking back, I think I was looking at him like, yo, you're the best rapper in the world. Make us fucking huge. I didn't realize that's not how shit works. Right. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like, you're the biggest fucking rap. You're my favorite rapper. 
Because I don't even split him and Dre up. Like, when you talk about it, I just, you know, they're one entity to me. Right. That they're so important for music Absolutely. as two people. Right. Yeah. That I was like, I don't, and I was just, I was so, but I was 21. And I was just, yeah, like I said, like I thought that. it was a three-step process. Like, yeah. yo. So, it was, that, I think that was just, he just saw that, yo, these are like great songs. And you can act like, actually, when I met Killer, and I didn't realize how dope. He thought I was as an MC. Mm-hmm. I'm still. I mean, I'm still going through like insecure. You know, we're we're all artists, so we're insecure. Yeah, we, sure, just yeah. we just want legit. You know, like props from our peers and all this sure. stuff. And like, but I was in Tree Sound, and uh, Killer Mike was there, and I walked into a session. He was going actually through like legit beef with Big at the time, like legit. Mm-hmm. It was like problems and stuff. And then he wanted me on a song, and then well, no. I didn't know what he thought of me. I didn't even know who he thought I was. But I walked in, and he was talking to some other people. And there's, I think, like, Donis was there at the time. There's some other people, like, in my mm-hmm. in my peer group at the time that I was cool with. And he was just like, yo, this, oh, shit, that's Kyle Lucas from Vonnegut. And he was just like, you know, Big's group. And then everyone was like, like, because they're going through, like, problems. <laughs> like, huh? And he was just like, no, hold up. Like, yeah. he's cold as fuck as a rapper. I remember him saying that, like, yeah, don't, like, the pop band type thing. He's like, no, but listen to him spit. And so he already knew who, like, didn't, has done uh, yeah. his research. And I think that That's was, dope. like, around the time where I was like, okay, like, I'm starting to get props for something that I've been working on for so long. Mm-hmm. And that, like mm-hmm. from people cool. I look up to, you know, like mm-hmm. and that's like the biggest thing for me is that I look, I'm like the biggest fan first and foremost. Oh, I'm yeah. not like too cool to, like I was telling, uh, I was talking to Out of Sight in LA mm-hmm. when I met Raskast with, uh, with Gaunt. And yeah. I was like, first time I ever like, I was like, you know, like dabbed him up and I was like, started rapping his verses to him. Yeah. <laughs> that's some fan yeah. shit. Don't show yeah. ass love that. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And for the record, if I was going to ever claim a Metro Atlanta city, it would be Marietta. Yeah. Claim <laughs> I would. Second rapper to ever claim Mary. I would. I, I, I mean, it would make it would make sense. It would yeah, make sense. Yeah. That's where I first touched down. I met my wife here. There you go. I started. Uh, I started doing my demos here with my yeah. group. That's right, right. On Franklin oh, Road. Shit. So yeah, this is where you I kind of grew up in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's neither here. Yeah, I never that. thought about that, man. I mean, seriously. Somehow you always end up fucking looping back around here dude, somehow, right? Dude, that's tonight it. is the the one twenty loop episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Southern Vanguard Radio. Meeks is one of the few motherfuckers I know that knows Marietta shit. Oh man, one of the very few. I'm, I might, <laughs> I might say that I'm. I get a little uh, sentimental driving by. <laughs> Kennesaw State now over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's not Kennesaw State. Uh, that ain't it. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. But then I feel better Old when softy. I drive. Yeah, but when I feel better when I drive by the Big A bottle shop. Yeah, yeah there you go. Right, yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> I start feeling better and Hell shit. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So, um,. So let's see here. So uh, back to getting the, I guess the record. You decided to get, oh yeah, like the record together. Or yeah. What? So the record finally with Vonnegut finally got together, and then our, we came out on my birthday. It was four years in the making. It came out on my birthday. Dope. I remember, dope. and it was you know we had Wolf Cartel on it. We had Big Boy on it. We had these were like, so I'm ready to go. But there's, so we put it out, and I'm ready to go for like, you know, let's go on tour. Now we're really grinding. To me, it was like. Those past five years were nothing, but the rest of the band didn't feel that way. And mm. so they, I mean, this industry is like some fuck shit. I, you know, you wait around for, you know, four or five years. I just was always an artist. And so it was just like, that was just, 
it almost I was super super frustrated at times, but of course. But I was like, yeah. now we got it out, so it's like green light, like let's go. But the band is burnt by it this burnt, time. it burnt out. Dang. And so they, yeah, uh, it's a shame. They all yeah, and you can't be in a band with people who don't want to no, be in a so band with you. Can't. You're right. So uh, <laughs> so you've been working on the solo shit and doing the mixtapes. So and yeah. All, so you just kind of just parlayed that into and at that time, yeah, you're yeah. right. So last tour, so like G Easy took us on like two or three tours and then he did a song with me. So I've also been putting out stuff slowly on the side, rapping on people's songs. So then it started, Vonnegut shows um, started to be like, people come up and be like, yo, are you going to do this mixtape song or this? Like they were coming up to me. So, and I was like, no, like I'm not doing any of those songs. Mm. This is a Vonnegut show. And then it start, I think that kind of huh. put, put a little pressure on people like, oh shit, Kyle's, you know, getting bigger and, at this time, I think Vonnie had like a thousand Twitter followers, and I had like I don't know, nine or eight. You know, it's just it was very a oh, substantial difference, and oh. um, yeah. So, but luckily, so when that band, I've been doing this whole mixtape, uh, the one that kind of like put me on. Now I still even perform songs from it. Now uh, it's called "Always Sunny and Marietta Two, mm-hmm. and that one had the song I did with G-Eazy on it, song I did with T-Mills, Boy Wonder did a remix with uh, Donald Webster, STS is on a bunch. I had like a bunch of, but it was wow. very dark. It was kind of dark and uh-huh. negative because like the last year of kind of being signed and last two years of being signed and being in Vonnegut yeah. was like the industry was like weighing me down. Mm. So the solo music I was doing was very dark and very depressing and negative, but then that like worked. And then so my, yeah, because it seemed like Mar- the the Marietta Georgia album was pretty dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so that mixtape came out. My band, I guess we didn't officially break up. We just just kind of st- it was just fizzled out. And mm. um, I mean, I haven't spoken to Big since. Uh, you know, um, oh wow, really close people. His family hit me up all the time. Uh, well, like hell, like like pictures on my Instagram. I like it. Like we'll like subtly do shit as like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you know, no conversation, he's moving, he, no, yeah, he's no face-to-face. On. And I'm sure, I was saying, I was telling my manager the other day, I'm sure if we saw each other now, It'd it would be, cool. be nothing but love. Yeah. Right? Sure, I'll sure. have a negative, like, you'd, have, you'd be hard-pressed to get me to say something negative about him. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, and so, uh, and I think a lot of magazines and interviews and stuff I did, they were, like, reaching for that. Like, mm, oh, sure. disgruntled artist. And I was like, yeah, yeah. nah, you're not going <laughs> to. No, <I'm> yeah. <laughs> nah, not in Georgia. I'm not going to be throwing <laughs> Stones at the throne. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, right. just because you know certain things are meant business, and then certain things. But he's yeah. an incredible artist, incredible MC. Sure. But so I put out this mixtape, and then the last song I did was a song called "Worth It" with Johnny Craig. So uh-huh. my manager was like, "Look, you already have 18 songs on the solo mixtape. I just wanted to be done with music. I was going to go back to school and be done with music." And he was like, "No." Nah. And so my manager paid for a publicist. He's like. Uh, he paid for a couple videos. He like we strung together like our resources. He's like just put this out, and the last mm. song on there because we had the same publicist. It was done like three days before it came out. Was the song called "Worth It" with Johnny Craig, and that like was like spun my solo thing up to like where it is now. Because okay, gotcha. that's someone I go on tour with now. We have like a huge fan base together now. Okay, and that's that an understatement. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, they got some shit, man. Yeah, you guys are kind of like a dynamic duo, of sorts, yeah. right? You, you guys collab and tour. Oh and, yeah, oh yeah. Been what's that of, guy's story? Uh, Johnny Craig is a singer, incredible. Actually, that's an incredible singer. He's the most mm-hmm. talented person I've ever worked with, and I've worked okay. with everyone. Right. He's the most talented singer I've ever worked with. Uh, he's like an R and B singer in the Warp Tour world. He sings in like post hardcore bands. Like he was in Dance Gavin Dance, Emma Rosa, and oh. uh, he's—I mean, 
it, he has a huge, huge loyal fan base. And so by me doing song with him on my mixtape, it was like right after he got out of rehab and he's trying to get his solo stuff going and he still has such a loyal fan base, we just clicked. And then we did that song, shot the video, and then I like toured the world with him. It was insane. It was just like a fluke thing that yeah. just like kind of happened, man. And he's like, yeah, an incredible person, man. It's dope. Yeah. yeah. That is dope. Oh, yeah. So, um, so, so uh, I guess I, th- those, those, Album, those uh, songs you strung together were what came out on on uh, the Marietta Georgia album or no? No, those that were was, always okay. Sonny and Marietta too. And uh, then okay. I took some time. I toured with Johnny. Um, I co-wrote a bunch of his solo stuff. I, I, you know, then I, he took me on tour and I rapped on the song called "I Still Feel It Part 5. That was mm-hmm. his thing, and that like kind of got my solo career up there. So I still hadn't put to put out an album yet. So I'm like I missed that. Two years of touring with him, co-writing, uh, uh, co-writing with him, featuring with him, uh, being on other people's mixtapes. In that two years, I put together Marietta Georgia, the album. And so for that album was gotcha. my first time releasing something, figuring out how the independent, because it's now it's just me and my manager, right. without being with a label. And uh, it was 14 songs, and I wanted to make, like, from 1 to 14 like, if I never do music again, this is the only thing I have on Spotify. This is the only thing I have on iTunes. Like, because the um, rest of the stuff's on the internet, Dat Piff and stuff. But, like, right. this is the stuff that's, like, I wanted to make such cohesive music where, and string it together, make it so cohesive. But I have very poppy songs on there. I have very super, my biggest song on there is a song that's just a five-minute verse. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, to, I wanted to display, like, my range of songwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, because being in Vani and I've written songs for other, like, popper popular artists that taught me how well, I don't want to run away from this I like it you know I mm-hmm. like it but I'm also an MC and then I'm also this mm-hmm. like you know conflicting being pulled from all these different like angles so that album was released and that uh, was released by ourselves and I never asked any of my fans to buy anything I never asked I just gave music away for free I just didn't even know how it worked <laughs> so it was me and my manager and we well, that's how it works now and then, I, re- and then yeah, I was on the I'm on, and then I saw I was like blown away about the success of that because yeah. now I'm seeing everything so now I saw what I don't just see my BMI every quarter I'm seeing every month what I made for right. other labels mm-hmm. now I'm like other artists and other, I'm mm-hmm. like whoa okay so yeah. now I was like whoa there is some money in this because I have like right. a very very diehard fan base at this point because mm-hmm. I've just been featuring on everybody under the sun's records and touring heavy but I've never asked them to buy an album. And this was the first time. And so mm. I was like, eyes open. I was like, dang, this is like a reality check. Like wow. You can actually survive as like an independent right. musician. I was just about here. to ask you, with the skin you're in now, going through everything you went through and where you are now as an independent artist, what's your outlook on things? I think the business, the business, uh, I'm, very hand, I'm very in tune. Okay. It took me like, we made some mistakes on the first on Marietta, Georgia. Then mm-hmm. I released my second one. We just trimmed the fat off the steak, basically. Okay. So I'm very in tune with the business. Like, you know, musically, I'm still trying to figure out where I want to go, you know, going through the highs and lows. Mm-hmm. And I have like have an insane writer's block we were just talking about mm-hmm. going on recently. Yeah. And uh, but I'm very in a better place because financially I'm in a better place okay. because there's no other, you know, I mean, and I'm so grateful of my fan base. Okay. I'm so grateful. I'm like, I, they're 
die hard. Like every day I get a picture of someone with my lyrics tattooed on. Picture of them like travel like traveling. Yeah, that's and, crazy. Yeah. And that like yeah. that's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Like that just it's like, damn, like I'm actually making an impact on someone's life that they would want that the messages I get now, because I, I answer all my stuff on Facebook and I I try to do it more frequent. I usually do them on flights where I can just go mm-hmm. through and just answer them. But like the stuff these kids are saying and then stuff they say to me at the meet and greets, I'm just like, whoa, I never thought, because I'm so blinders on, yeah. you know, you're artists are selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Artists are yeah. selfish. Yeah. You don't take time to see the impact you're having on these kids, man. And yeah. I just was like, yeah. and so I'm in a very good space as far as that's okay. concerned. That's yeah. fucking dope. Cool, so what, 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 the time you spent with Johnny kind of on the road in like that two years, was, was that what, what kind of made you double down on like, doing everything indie and kind of doing it yourself. Like what was his situation similar to uh, from a business? I don't want to get in too much into his business, but yeah. I, I, I get a very like indie DIY feel from like, he's, you al- know. he's always been signed. Oh, he, he has been. Yeah, I, okay. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. He's so, always been. Okay. I mean, he's all, he's, you know, he's always been signed, but it made me, you know, it made me not want like, if I'm going to do a certain situation now, it's got to be, because, yeah, I wanted to put it out. I was, okay, I was talking to Josh from the band Coheed and Cambria, and he was like, you should just put out your album, because I wanted to go to Equal Vision with it. I want to go to these other labels, because I'm still thinking in this archaic method of how the industry Thank works. A deal. Oh, wow. Right. And then I'm yeah, like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, because, again, I hadn't sold anything, so I didn't know what I could do. And then Josh, I remember Josh saying, you know, this shit is great, dude, and, like, you should just put it out because you'll get like the monthly check. And I thought he was just talking like, I didn't know how much he was talking about. And, yeah. uh, and then if not, if anything, you come back a year to all these, labels, your net worth, your stock's going to be way higher. Like you can ask right. more because now, now you have numbers yeah. and now you have, and, and so now I'm like, so now I'm just like, it's gotta be something good. Cause now I put out two albums independently and I've seen how much people make off streaming independently, mm-hmm. and I've seen how much. So it's just, I'm not it against have, it. It yeah. would have to be something amazing, though. Yeah, yeah. Or just like, don't tell me shit about the music. Like, you want 100% creative control? 100% because they're like, I want to be like, don't tell, if you're going to, like, don't tell me shit about I'm the music. I'm on that same exact shit. Don't <laughs> tell me shit. Right. Like, let me, like, you pay for this but I know how much these videos cost so don't like don't be front with the budget right now right. don't say you spent 20 grand on a budget that costs right, 2 grand right, right. videos don't cost money. don't do that yeah. so I was yeah. like <laughs> yeah. so now I'm more so right. now more I'm more before I was just like <laughs> you know like yeah yeah spend all that I don't but I don't know I don't know what the fuck's going on right, right, like right what now. do I do with my hands <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. I, I don't even like I was just like I don't know but now I'm just like more like yeah. I've seen the numbers so don't you can't run shit past you can't play me yeah. You can't play me right yeah. now. At the, at the end of the day, you really don't really need them. Like you're still gonna pe- put music out. You can still get the videos out, yep. and like you know, yep. like if you want to get down, cool. But like, what I do think you, with what all the work the you've got under your belt, man, it's I don't know if, if if it got to a point where I guess you no longer wanted to be an independent and operate the way that you you work now. That might be a good move for you. Or because, if it was because for me, from what I could see, uh, you got the creative aspect yeah. there. But for me, I think I think the labels or any ent- entity that considers themselves a music label right now Sony. is is op- <laughs> sorry, 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 except sorry. for them is operating on a uh, on an independent um, mind frame oh, right yeah. now. 
Because just like you said, video, we're not, we, we don't have Hype Williams right, budgets right. anymore <laughs> for the video. Yeah. We don't have, um, you just don't have disposable you, income like that. It's like not there. It's and not think, there. And then think so now. So they like, got to move different. Now there's like, there's no A&Rs because everyone's developing right. themselves. Right. And there's an arts in development. So everyone's developing themselves. Right. And then I think I'm down with like doing something cool and creative. Like everyone's like, Chance got it. He's independent. No, he's just signed to Apple. Like there's, <laughs> there are no, you know what I mean? There are no <laughs> yeah, records. Right, like yeah, Matt yeah. Lamar got on the radio for, yeah, he's in the, but he, Spent three hundred thousand in Warner Brothers Radio. They just now they're now they're you can now game. you can um what's the word um outsource different yes. people's departments because they're they're trying to keep the lights on too. So Matthew right. was like, "Yo, I got three hundred thousand dollars. Let me just get Warner's slash Columbia's or whatever Warner like Warner's radio department to work this record like I was their art. It's very and so you it's had a different a, way. Like yeah. I, I fuck with Chance that he did it with Apple, but he didn't just like do that. He worked really hard, but I'm just saying you can't. There are certain things that you cannot do. Mm-hmm. You cannot get on the radio without major label influence, and you cannot get on like MTV or if that's even right. There are the Viacom like situation. That's like their last. Oh, the radio without the major. Grip, that's you like can't. the yeah. grip that they have. The last like they're holding on for dear life. Yep. You can get videos done. You can get. I mean, shit. When you were signing a record deal, you had to make the music. They had to open the bank to make the music. Now to shoot the videos. Now you can do all that in the closet and shoot the videos on your fucking iPhone. Yeah. Then it's like you're taking all the rug out from under them. So the last thing they have is they're holding on to is the Viacom situation, like the radio thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't really give a fuck about being on the radio though. So you have to sell me something else. Like it's if it was be something else. If it was some crazy fucking world tour with like opening up for yeah. like Katy Perry or some yeah. shit, shit that's out of my Right, right. Something wheel, crazy. Something wheel, huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all ears. Like, yeah. I'm all ears. And I'm down to meet with them. And I've been meeting with yeah. labels. And I'm down to listen to them. Let's hang out and talk. You got to do that because you you never know who's going to throw that crazy situation at you. Right, yeah. right, yeah. And I, and you know, and I have a lot of everyone I've been meeting with, I have like super respect for everyone. But oh. it's just, but they're the ones that are actually respecting where I'm coming from and understand yeah. what I've built. Those are the ones that I, I'm looking, you know, like, man, man let's, let's talk you about You want to partner yeah. up with them. Yeah. yeah, partner up with them. Because yeah. there's this whole side of me on being, there were times when I did records I didn't feel, mm-hmm. but I was signed. There were times that I didn't. Now it's the point where it's like, look, you want to be in business with me and everywhere I got right now as a solo artist has been completely mine. So with that right. being said, yeah. don't talk to me about this shit. Mm-hmm. Set up this big tour or set up this big like set up something that is I cannot do myself because right now I can do a whole shit ton myself yeah. and I'm all ears what can right. you do that I can't do exactly yeah. well, Jay, well you're kind of in that place right now too a little yeah. bit I oh, feel com- like right? completely man yeah. completely like that we linked up on that shit like real quick yeah. the first time we got up and shit where it was just like like wait like he was telling his story about that shit and I started telling mine we're just like yeah I've, wow we've been in the same kind of place in different fucking capacities you know what i mean like just different worlds right, you know what i'm right, saying right, but right, right, right. but it's like the same kind of shit like when i mean like i've told you guys and shit mad times i think yeah. off the air at least but like when brown bag all-stars gets a fucking major label you know contract right. waved in our face and two different lawyers sit there and say you don't want to do this you know what i'm saying like <laughs> that's real it like, don't get no real the money divided right now yes you'll have six figures in your bank account but you can't be j57 you can't do something with this guy you can't do this you can't do so that why do it i'm like 
what the fuck is yeah. the reason to do this? You know, like when people right. are calling me saying like, this is the deal you've been avoiding your whole life. Why give in now after, you gave, <laughs> after being like anti doing that shit your whole fucking career? Then you're just going to give in in the end yeah. and get fucking screwed. Like, yeah. but if it's something like you said, like if it's something fucking crazy where yeah. they didn't have that rape in you contract that they gave us, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not going to say who it is obviously yeah. on the air and shit, yeah. but like if we didn't get that contract and it was something really dope, shit, we would have fucking done it because it would have made sense, but it wasn't that. So we were like, we had to walk, you know what I mean? But now we are partnering up. I'm now partnering up with a lot of different people and different business aspects myself because that shit fucking makes sense. Otherwise, I can't fucking do it. But Kyle Kyle said it best, man. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah. And damn it, Kyle, you let the cat out of the bag about my deal, man. You just... (laughs) I didn't do that. Yes, you did. You just you just detailed my whole deal. Basically, God damn. There's, there's the orchard. They partnered with Sony and Red Distribution. Yeah. And the marketing and promotion is going to go through RAL, Rush Associated Labels, which is called something else now. And they're just trying to eat. That's all that's all that shit is. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That everybody's, you know, scrambling. Going to, Everyone's dog paddle right everyone's now. Everyone's scrambling. <laughs> All these labels. I was in Interscope uh, not too long ago, and it looked like a fucking ghost town. <laughs> yeah. Like there aren't like the offices. The, the, wow. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like unless so, if you I like if if quote if it was an option being like yo Interscope is interested, I was like there's no chance in hell if I wanted my if I wanted my music to see the light of day because it's unless you're Lady Gaga, Eminem, yeah. Dr. Dre, yeah. you know they're like. It's it's whittled down you so far. You can't even say Dre now. <laughs> I'm just saying, like a billionaire. But, but he's <laughs> he's the only people that can make the people jump out the window. Like gotcha. there's like five artists, like right. still at this black black eyed peas. Will I am. There's like the Lady Gaga. Like though, there's a few artists on, and that's the top of the totem pole. And Interscope has so many or had so many artists that never saw the light of day mm-hmm. or even like saw the amount of promotion they deserve or attention their project deserves. Right. It's because you're fucking, if you, and rightfully so, you protect your cash cows. You protect, if you're a business, you protect to keep you, like, your money coming in. Mm-hmm. And if oh, there's yeah. five ar- artists that Lady Gaga can't miss, M can't miss, like, all these people, they're going to keep pushing that and then, yeah, 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 we'll get you next quarter. And then they'll get, I've seen that before. And then I've been in those positions where it's like, yeah, six months from now. And then this song that you had a year ago is finally getting a treatment now. But it's the winter, and that was a summer song or something. You know what right. I mean? Wow. And, right. then the, and then there's no no wonder it didn't work. There's yeah. no, you have no power as, as that yeah. artist unless you are one of those type yeah. of artists yeah. that could be like a Bieber of sorts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't make that kind of music, right. then you really have no business trying to fucking link up with those kind of artists. I'm just very comfortable. I mean, not labels. And I've chased radio before because I've been in positions with big radio budgets and then done songs that well, I don't really feel like this will work, but I don't know. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I have You know what I mean? I don't. Right. I don't like it, but you know, blah blah blah. I, I've chased radio before, and I've talked to artists who have been in the radio cycles where it's just a three month, every quarter thing. It's a dogfight, like because you gotta you gotta compete with the Katy Perrys, and the, and so I've been and Vonnegut would have been in a pop esque rotation, mm-hmm. but there's eight songs that are played every hour across the country. So you're really it's a fucking dogfight. Yeah. And I've yeah. chased music, and that, at this point now, I'm very happy that. I don't have to because I, I feel better with the music I'm making. And now I just have to worry about my fan base. I don't want to isolate them because they've stuck with me and you've been so loyal. And I don't have to try to compete with Katy Perry right now. Don't. Right. <laughs> you know what's crazy about that too, man? And I, I really saw it on this last cycle with uh, with the Kendrick shit and the Drake shit and the Rick Ross shit. 
But like, did you notice, man? Drake did not let fu- let fucking Rose live for barely forty eight hours before he dropped this shit on yes. a Saturday. I mean, can you fucking? Buy- I mean, like the, the radio thing <laughs> yeah, is one crazy. thing, but even even with this just straight rap shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like these guys are, do not. They are just going for the fucking jugular with just like yeah. It's well, that's crazy, the quip, man. That's the quip that everybody has right now with those artists is that they're they're that's. That's the foundation for all the saturation that's out here right now. Right. And they're like, uh, I think a lot of people, critics, of course, are like, you guys don't have to put out 100 songs every year. We are lifting your projects up to the pinnacle. And before you know it, you got another two albums dropping. God, a man. month later, and it's like Crazy. you're not even giving this shit a chance. You know what I'm no, saying? Man, it's wild. So I mean, it's 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 the wild wild west out yeah, there. To both the of y'all, man. The wild west. To to both of y'all, man. Continue to hold out, man. Fuck that. Oh yeah, hold out. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's that. probably hold hard. Out. It's hard to have that probably perspective too. Like being I don't, able to I don't, not. Really. I don't think so. <laughs> no, you don't think so. I don't think so. The man. perspective of holding out. You talking yeah, about? yeah, yeah. Just like I mean, four was, years ago, I would have been right, like right. A little not I wouldn't I would say maybe even more desperate not as bad as that sounds but like think about it you know what I'm saying like maybe I was in a place where I was more like now I'm on some like okay I'm making money doing what I'm doing like you really have to fucking impress me and that's pretty much what Kyle's saying in a nice right. way he's not saying it as like pompous as I did like that's really <laughs> but that's what it's coming down to because like guys yeah. like us are fucking luckily we appreciate that we're sought after to some degree or whatever by mm-hmm. labels and shit but like I'm not gonna walk in walk in there and be like I hope this is it. Like I used to. I used mm-hmm. to. Now I'm going right. to. Right. Now I walk into an Interscope. Like, hey, what's up, man? Like, let's talk. And like, it's a I'm different. Just like, result. yo, let's go you know to lunch. Saying? You guys got this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We got sushi, right? Let's go to sushi. And then we'll talk about it. <laughs> like that's a different fucking ad- attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for real. So, yeah. so, I I feel like I'm not. Nah, that's 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 valid, man. It's valid. And plus, I'm a producer, so it's different. Like I can end up landing something on. We were saying Katy Perry. I can land right. something on her next album. Yeah. You don't know, and then that right. whatever I do independently, like that shit all eats and that's off. Like, that, dude, that's know? something that like I admire, man, and that's something not to scoff at is that you can be a premiere that does a Christina Aguilera record, Word. and people don't think fucking two things about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to like really tiptoe around the records I yes, release. Yes, it's now. very different for very, you like, as an artist. Yeah, yeah, as a I always admire so that. Different. I always admire that you can do you know something. You can do all boom bap shit, all the shit you want to do, yeah. and then shit. If Christina called you, you'd be like, fuck, hell I'll yeah. be on the next flight. And it would be so dope. <laughs> and it would be so dope, though, is that, like, to me, that you can, I've always admired that, like, as from being a producer, that you can, you can walk word, the word. line like that. There's no, not, like, rules. There's no yeah. rules, man. Yeah. There's no rules. But the, dope thing, the dopest thing about that is you would probably have to um, pull real her back in because she's coming to you because she wants some boom bap shit. You know what I mean? So yeah. you'd be like, well, baby, neither one of us going to make no money because you're fucking Christina Aguilera. Yeah. We got to do it a certain kind of... Like, we I can happen get, to have this folder that yeah. sounds like your old shit that yeah. you just if put we out. Could, if we could create a perfect storm, yeah. then it'll make sense and for think, us to work together. I think, together. like, from what I've heard, all the documentaries and stuff about Christina working with Premiere, mm-hmm. it was super organic about her boyfriend at the time loving the Juru, uh, the Damager album. Okay. Oh, it was she, the group home album. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Living Proof. I knew, yeah, that was it. I, thought, I knew it was like. Yeah. I didn't know that was what it was from. I yeah. And like, and then yeah, she was, and then I think it was like, they did like five records, but that one that came out, I think was like a perfect marriage yep. between the sound right. that she wanted. And, and it made sense. And it, made, yeah. and it was a right. fucking smash. Yeah. I yeah. love yeah. shit like that. I, I love too. shit like yeah. that. 
Beautiful. I love. Show I'll never that. forget that man. We we were uh, we were in Michigan actually on, on vacation when that song came out. What was it called? The uh, Ain't No Other man? man. There you yeah. go. And it was over the summer, and I was with um, I was with I guess Nat's like her side of the family's friends and like that whole like uh-huh. group of people up mm-hmm. there that I, I did not, this is early on in our marriage. Right. So I did not know them and I'm still trying to figure them out. And, you know, Natalie's saying like, yeah, John's a DJ. And everybody's like, yeah, fucking yeah, right. Hundred, yeah. yeah. hundred million like, questions. Yeah. I'm not the fucking cool guy in the room, but I'm actually cooler than all the guys in the room. They just don't know it anyway. But like when I, when I, 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 I distinctly remember being in the car and that, that I had like a mixtape or something with that cut on it, right. or it came on the radio and it was okay. like one o'clock in the morning, and there were six, seven, eight people in the car, and like they were jamming to fucking this joint. Yeah, that they would just, never would have. I was just killing me inside. I was like, I can't believe this is a fucking DJ premiere <laughs> and fucking Christina Aguilera. It's, it's so crazy. It's how it works, it's so right? Ill. I can't crazy. remember who told me that. Um, I heard that group home group, story. From, I never heard that. That's interesting. As I fuck. heard that recently. It's funny he brought that. So that up was because her her husband at the time was a fan and was playing group home. Playing group. And she's home. like, I want to sing on. Some shit like that this. was That's the record. Wow. Like she heard the group. I mean, those beers are amazing. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. are amazing. They are but- amazing. But geez, I can't believe that's the one that did it. Like I thought she would have been like, yeah, the guy who did the beat for this yeah. song or this song. Yeah. You know, not like the most like gritty street that's fucking crazy. New York. You know, that's crazy. That I mean, <laughs> that that image of Christina Aguilera listening to the group home album. That's bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> that's bizarre. I just got. Can't, like, That's I can't, bizarre, yo. I, I can't, you know. Like smoking a blunt, drinking a 40, wearing Tim's, yeah. <laughs> wearing a Yankee fitted low. Is it grill, 1999? Bottom grill, all the way in the mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. bottom grill. <laughs> bottom grill. Mm-hmm. Yep, bottom grill. It's a little dusted. It's a little messed up from smoking Man. with it on. Like that's the oh, I'm like shit. That's pretty much what I picture her doing when she's listening to the group home. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, when I, her, when, like, I, when I figured out that. she was kind of grimy, I was in MJQ one night when when Christina Aguilera came in. Oh no, shit. Oh. Yeah, and she was she was dusted out in the whole nine. It was, <laughs> oh, it was a beautiful right. sight. Like she, yeah. I think she had to be carried out. All kinds. <laughs> <She had> of <laughs> shit. Shouts out to Christina yeah. Aguilera. She got it yeah, in. For she real. got yeah. it in. Yeah, no doubt. Hell yeah. You good? All right, cool. All right. She got um, it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no other man. Well, you know when I figured out she was really gutter was when she was on The Voice. And she she did, obviously did not give a fuck about... Nothing and nobody. No, Is she that how really, she was on? I've never uh, no, seen The Voice. No, she was great to the contestants, but as far as like... The politics? Outfit and wardrobe She didn't and give a hair, fuck. Oh, oh, she did not give cool. two shits, man. Out, out there, there. Literally, <laughs> literally out, out there. there. Out there. Yeah. yeah. And I, every, every time she came on, I was just like... How is this happening on the voice? Like how they let her do that? <laughs> like how that, like and that just goes. That has to be in the contract. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So when I, when I heard the story about the group home shit, I'm like, I'm thinking back to the voice now, and I'm thinking about, I'm like, oh, all, now this like come together, right? Like, I definitely would have thought it would have been like the all in together now, like Limp Biscuit thing. She like, would have been like something like yeah, that. Like, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, I like that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing so hardcore. But group home, the most know, right? gutter, fucking premiere, fucking classic like, underground. Oh my god, crazy. Yeah, shout, shout out to all of that, man. That shit is hell yeah. Good. Yeah, I, I, you no learned doubt. something new, man. I didn't know that shit. Yeah, I'm like I'm, a fucking nerd when it comes to like <laughs> the underground hit. What people don't expect about me, like they don't ever expect for me to be like, like but you, but I, you know, you be like, known. on Marietta Georgia hip hop al- or Marietta Georgia the album. Like I had only one rapper on it because this was my and it was Chino XL. 
Yes. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That, that's, I think that's what made me pay attention, Kyle. When I saw that, and I was like, okay, this guy, and I figured that was May- Marietta, and then I was like, wait, he has Chino XL. And I, and I couldn't figure out, like, there were so many different types of joints on the record, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, what is this guy doing? And then, like, then this week when I was doing the, you know, we were looking over the, you know, the research topics and shit like that, and I was going back and looking at your influences, and I was like, you know, Joe Budden, and then I saw Saigon and Royce, and I was like, oh, okay, now, like, all kind of, like, figures to get you got a really interesting path man yeah no, man no. it's been it's been super interesting yeah and like the like still like i said like when i met Razcast, uh <laughs> I, that was like yeah, i like right. nerd out about that stuff yeah. like I'm, i remember exactly where i was when i got the bootleg yeah. for golden child like, yeah. I, was like, yeah. I, like I remember all that stuff being i don't like, worry about that that's a painting from goodwill oh, okay don't good. worry about that it's, it's it wasn't okay. it's not your creation trust me <laughs> no no <laughs> I think that painting is from Goodwill. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's yeah. still stuff I listen to. You know what I mean? I, I try yeah. to listen. I mean, not so much. I respect all the new, the hip hop's a youth thing. So I, I'm not, totally won't knock any of the new stuff. Yeah. I just, it's not for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just not for me. And I still find myself listening to Poison Pen, you know, like, like yeah. Chino's album, that, like, changed my life, man. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's super, like, all that stuff's super important to me. Dope. Yeah. So what's no. next? You know, I, yeah, I'm working on some new shit. Working on some shit with Jay. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I've been writing for about six months. So okay. I'm just writing, trying to get through some stuff and just work through for whatever I'm about to create. Okay, I'm going through weird writer's block. I've never experienced this like I have been, but I'm okay. writing every day, and so I'm trying, right. trying certain things and just. We're writing through it. I'm writing just, through it. Just yeah. keep doing oh, yeah. that and, and ride say. it, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've been there, done that. I, I understand it. Um, but the craziest shit, um, I think with the the record I just did for, for you and Jay's for project, John, okay. um, just one day I cut the beat on and boom, instantly. Just shot into your brain. Eight bars <laughs> yeah. immediately. Damn. And then from that point, it's nothing. I yeah, mean, I can just, yeah, because I'm, I'm a writer. Right. So if I get that great start or that great end or even just a great concept, I'm 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 coming with it. Mm, so yeah, yeah, yeah. just ride it, man. It's yeah. all good. It's kind of it's kind of scary though. Yeah, it can be it can be scary. We're just talking. We're, yeah, yeah, you think you you done? I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah, I know. I, I can't there, do yo. this. <laughs> right, something interesting. So um, sh- shout out the Blueprint and Neil Logic actually from no Super doubt. Duty Tough yeah. Work. Um, they have, they gave us a huge shout last week, which Hell, I yeah. really really appreciate that. But they were talking about. Uh, I can't remember which pop, which episode it was, but they were talking about how um, just mis- misconceptions people have about creating, mm-hmm. and how um, you don't necessarily have to feel inspired or have to feel like you're in a good space to create to create. So, in other words, even when you're 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 down in the muck and the shit and you can't get anything out, that you still have to sit down and work on yeah. a beat. You still have to write. You still still have to do something yeah. just like to work through it. And it, it was just really – I've heard that before, but it was just really kind of – I keep hearing that that, yeah. that thing kind of you repeated. Right you just got to work through it. You yeah, right exactly. Through the yeah. Block. Yeah. That was yeah. like – I mean, there's been so many times in the past – I've never experienced writer's block. And it's not – we were just talking – it's not that you can't write. It's just everything you write isn't clicking like it used right. to. Right. And so yeah. I have so many lyrics written and I've gone through like little like lulls of this before, but then fast forward a year later, 
five of those bars made it on a guest verse. So it's not right. nothing, yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. is yeah. wasted. It's right. nothing is wasted. Sometimes sometimes you just literally have to find the vibe, the produce. You just yep. have to and then when it clicks yeah. it'll click. Yeah. But uh I just like we were saying earlier, I just yeah. don't wanna like if you don't use it or if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. 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 So, like, yeah, that's yeah. as an artist's biggest fear. Like you're mm. just like fuck man people, and especially nowadays at the yeah. rate people are releasing music. Yeah. I'm like shit. I, but I also I know it's quantity over quality as far as people are consuming music right now but I still want to find like a nice medium of very quality mm-hmm. stuff the quality still like means something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but still yeah. also I'm trying to compete too so it's like yeah. you gotta find this like weird uh, line to, to walk stay yeah. relevant but no, like no. not fucking oversaturate but yeah. also right. make sure everything nothing's watered down like I hear you yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think um, for me it just got to the point where I know at any given time any given moment I can do what I've been doing for so long. Right. So I I don't have that fear anymore, but it is definitely frustrating when you might be in the mood to write and it's just not popping. Or you done wrote some shit. Nah, man, I don't like that shit. What the fuck is that? You know, (laughs) ball that shit. Unfortunately, (laughs) like, unfortunately, like, uh, my job, my job is being me as an artist. I would love to wake up and punch in nine to five Write a whole bunch of shit. Unfortunately, inspiration doesn't work like that. I would love, I wake up, I try to punch in nine to five. I'm going to make a nine to five today. And I'm like, all right, anytime now. <laughs> like, I would love for it to work like that. Like, yeah. It's not that I don't want to work. I'm just like running into a wall the whole yeah. time. So right. it's, it's a little frustrating. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's one of the things I've been waiting on my whole life is just being able to wake up, just like you were saying, and, and this is what I do. Um, due to the fact that I don't know that life, I probably would be disappointed if I ever get to that point in my life and just be like, well, and then you're like, all right, I let's need something now. to do between <laughs> nine and three. Goddamn, what the fuck? Because this writing shit ain't working out for me. Yeah, no, I'm going back to work. Fuck it. Yeah. For fun. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Hell yeah. But lo- I mean, Luckily, also, I've, I've you know, I have a very good like touring career too. So I got like tours well, coming up, and that's, that's like yeah. it'll it'll break up the monotony of yes. me trying Bam, to, to fucking is. find yeah. some inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also got to live to create, man. Absolutely. Like, yeah. If I could be just a studio rat and be inspiration every day and not leave my house, I mean, mm-hmm. that'd be incredible. But you got to experience. Like, yeah. yeah, no shit. Yeah. Right. You were just you in know. Italy experiencing life. Yeah. So you took a little in then. Yeah. Then you get to go on tour. You right. take in more experience there. Exactly. Like, oh, you might write a a crazy concept or whatever like some kind of subject matter just in your phone while you're in like backstage at some random city yeah, or some exactly. shit like dope. you it never is. know so that might fucking exactly, open man. something up mentally exactly dope. Yeah. I totally agree with that that's what's up alright well let's, why don't we leave the folks aware uh no uh, we can't oh oh, we, we do have one more story I do I'm, I'm we sorry have to dog- we have to do- we have to we have to go- we have to go back a little bit actually because we didn't I get could this. ask you so many things Knowing your your lineage and, God, and God, what you've been you for, through, for remembering this. I could ask you about Stankonia sessions. I could yeah. ask you about <laughs> uh, purple ribbon stories, Playboy Mansion. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Hosted, Wait, hosted by Diddy. Yeah, that yes. Was- <laughs> Yeah, that was what? the most start, start right here for me start from the very you pull very, up in very, the driveway right. yeah, yeah, wait a minute wait a minute I'll wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, get the, one, you get the invite I'll do one convincing I'll do even better I had to convince Big Boy to do it 
So to even go to go. He's been there. He's with okay. his wife. I mean, they, I mean, they don't give a fuck. They've been there a million times. You know, it's just not a big deal. This is so we're in L.A. <laughs> we're in L.A. We're shooting promo for Walmart. Had these videos at the time where they were doing these in studio live performances for every album that was about to release. So it was this cool. We're in Jim Henson studio. We did the Muppets, and wow. that was legendary as it is. It's, it's yeah. legendary. And there's this live like dope room, like dope room. He runs through all General Patton, um, Shutterbug, and then we were there doing the follow us thing. So Walmart basically had playing in the music section. I guess whatever month. Six, seven live performances a big to promote the album. You know, that's cool. So I was there at this point. Like, I'm super cool with Big, super cool with his wife, Shirlita, Seabone from Concrete. Like, all the Dungeon family at this point are like, I'm really close to all of them. And so we're all there sitting. I guess they were like wrapping up or something. And he looks at his phone and he was just shooting the shit to, to Seabone. He goes, Yo, shit, Puff just asked me. He's playing, he's doing a party right now at Playboy Mansion. He just invited us. And I was like, What? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, yo. And that's, that's funny you brought that up because that is like one of the best experiences. I believe it. And then he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, man, but Shalita's back at the hotel. She's not going to want to go. And she's like, man. And he was almost like, it's a long, it was a long day. We'd done it right off the flight. It's so it's wrap. just a long yeah. day. And it's nothing to them. Yeah. And I was like, yo, big. Please, 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 go. Get me in and y'all can leave. Yeah. Just get me in. Right. And he was like, Man, I got Ashley. I got his wife, man. I was like, all right, cool. But I'm just like, and I was like badgering him, I'm like, yo, yo, pick, please. I just, I need to go, man. I need. We're here. We're here. I am a 21 year old stallion. <laughs> we are. We here. are going. We're right, here. How are you? How are so, you? Uh, so also my manager was at the time. Man. So it was me, Neil from Vonnegut, and my man. Well, my manager is the same manager, Nick. Yeah, so, how old were you at this time? Because that is a very interesting time to... 23 years. I was 23. Yeah, that's 23. a great time to oh, fucking God. go to the Playboy Mansion. Oh, God. And I was like... Perfect. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So then he uh, big called my room, and he was like, yo, Shalita's down, man. We're going to this time. Oh, and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, we all get down there, and we take like two cars, and then we're going through this like crate, and then there's this line of cars trying to get in. Right. Security people waving. And we were, uh, and even Seabone was like, he even told me after he was, we had to get out. There's valet. He was like, I want to, he's like, he got out and just stared at our car. We were right behind him. He's like, I want to see Kyle's face when he just gets out. This is the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> this is Santa Claus. This is everything I heard of. No, you're Charlie at the Willy Wonka factory yeah, yeah, with your gold yeah, ticket. I got it. my gold ticket. Yo, it was so insane, dude. It was so insane. We get in there. And so. We get in there and there's little like um, like bungalows, like almost like at a beach type thing where they have like the nice comfortable. There's a table and a nice comfortable and like a white like, tent set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a whole bunch Got of those you. put together. And then there's a, and there's like maybe 200 people there. Okay, or oh, maybe wow. less than that. It was very Jeez. on the lawn or yeah, yeah, on the lawn. And then there was a stage on on there, and okay. it was cool. So I'm just I'm like literally. From what I remember that night, I'm very... From what you remember? But almost because from what I remember, I was just holding two Jack and Diets. You was double-fisted. And I was just like at a loss for words. Okay. So I was like almost on sensory overload where I'm just like... (laughs) That's incredible. Hanging out. And then I'm in the middle of the lawn and like no music's going on. Um, But then unlike... I was like, yo, I seen that dumb little show on E about the girls that live there. I've seen the entourage shit. 
unlike that shit they show you, like all the girls were naked, like completely naked. Wow. And they don't show you that on the E channel. And they, they, don't don't show you that. they can't. <laughs> and then they like, so I'm just like, and the ratio is like 90% like naked girls to just 10% guys. Oh, oh man. And so I'm literally, that's what I'm saying. It's like literally, I like, I like walked around the Garado and just like walked, I was just like, <laughs> like just experience, like where am I right now? Like I'm a kid from Meredith that got here by rapping. Like what the fuck am I <laughs> yeah, doing? Yeah, no doubt. And then I walked, and I was walking and I like was holding, like just staring. And then just Chris Brown walks by. I'm like, all right, shit. And then, and then the music starts. And then so there's no crowd. Everyone's just sitting on their bunk in their bungalows chilling. And it's n- nobody's really paying. But then Puffy goes through more money, more proms. All about the Benjamins. Then Bus is there. They do pass the Kavassi. Oh, so I'm almost just oh, like, God damn. do I need to what stare at these f- naked girls? Or this is also one of my favorite moments right now. I know all these. So I think he does victory with Bus up. And oh, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, Put your hands You're the only one. The, yeah, he's the only one in the front, like putting his hands up, going Yo. crazy. And shit. <laughs> yeah, man, man. So it's like it was a crazy, crazy, crazy. Wow, day. that is it. And then Dope. the funny thing is too is like I remember I actually brought this. I was talking to my sister about this because we we're joking about like like D-list celebrities, the whole Kathy Griffin thing, and that we just brought it up. And I was like, yo, you know how there's like the rumor that all the D-list celebrities just hang out at the Playboy Mansion. It's mm-hmm. honestly all like the actual celebrities. Don't, why the fuck do they need to go? You know what I mean? They don't need right. to be there. Right. They got shit to do. Like, right. And, True, I, and yeah. so the two people I thought I would see, I ran into uh, Corey Hain <laughs> and no Pauly shit. Shore. What? No fucking way. And me and Big, so we were leaving. And me and Big was just, and then Pauly Shore. And that was, those were the two like D-list celebrities I expected you to see. Expected and they to see were there. there. And, and you would almost imagine that they're there every it. two weeks. Because there, right? there was also an Entourage episode where they were joking that about Polly Shore yeah. getting kicked out or something. Yeah. But he was actually like really there. And I'm yeah. like, damn, like this is like that exactly is like expected. I expected y'all to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got a room here or something? <laughs> like, wow. It was crazy. very, very surreal. And I wish I could remember it more. And it was, I was just. Did you see your meet half? I saw him. Okay, you I saw didn't him. Talk to him. Didn't yeah, talk to him. Didn't talk okay. To him. But he was there, yeah. Okay. And it was, I remember, <laughs> so like, uh, like, I mean, this is Atlanta. So like, actually, the first time I, I never used to be big in strip clubs. And I'm not really, but I, but the first time I ever went was when Big was trying to sign us. And he was just like, yo, he got, I got to show up to this strip club, Onyx. He, I guess he got like paid to just show up there. Mm, right. It was like the first time I ever went to a strip club. So Was Onyx with Big Boy? Was awesome, love it. insane. Yeah, it was. Gotta yeah, love it was insane. Show. Hell yeah! And um, and so you know, I mean, it's Atlanta, so you go to a strip club. It's like I'll go there for like a, a dinner, steak with my girl. And so him and Shirley, Big and Shirley, I mean, that's just like, come on, this is we invented that's strip clubs. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, but I remember we were sitting back, and they had like strip club pole esque things where there are all these like blonde girls with no ass but big fake titties and they were dancing I remember Big just being yo Kyle go talk to those blonde girls I know that you like those blonde girls <laughs> him and his wife were like joking around me I was like Big I'm not talking to anybody tonight alright like I'm not talking to anybody I don't belong here but I just want to be a fly on the wall right now just let me soak it all <laughs> yeah, in bro breathe it yeah, in. we got more money more problems going on right, right. Now. <laughs> man like literally live like 20 feet away that's crazy it was insane it that's was crazy. crazy oh my god it's that's almost crazy. like you know how you have crazy random dreams with random celebrities and yeah. random things? Yeah, that was that. That should happen. Yeah. Yeah. That That's like, reality. yo, we are the Playboy Mansion. But then Puffy was there. Yeah. And then, then Polly Shore was yo, there. Then they yeah. did fucking victory. And then they, and they did victory. <laughs> That's a dream, bro. That's a dream. That whole shit is a dream right yeah. there. And they came out. Hey, yo, the sun victory. don't shine forever. I was like, <laughs> 
Awesome. <laughs> awesome, dude. Awesome. You saved the best for last right there, huh? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, bet, well, I was waiting on that I didn't one. Even I'm, know sorry. About I'm sorry. That's like I'm one of the poli- like one of the politically things that where they say, yo, what is like, okay, when you're whipping and like your experience with purple ribbon, I have like incredible experiences and yeah. stuff. I wanna always be like, yo, being in the dungeon with Ray Murray creating, being like being like knowing these people and like and like being doing Letterman with Big Boy, yeah. yeah. But in the back of my mind, it's like it's always a Playboy. Play <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's always a Playboy. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had to get that Playboy bunny yeah. tattoo and all of that. Yeah. yeah, it was insane. Man. And, uh, and yeah. after that, I'm done, man. Yeah, you're done. What else can you do? <laughs> Yo, that journalism skill right there was good. Nah, <laughs> man, don't throw, we don't we don't take that word lightly, man. But we we get a good one off every yeah, now yeah. and then. That's, I mean, that's but so only because you're here. That's a good interview <laughs> question because no one ever asked me about that. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. They're sleeping. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I have to admit, when I was going back through the shit, I just saw like a little blurb. Like there wasn't much. Like like wherever I saw that little mention, it it was very like. It was brief. It was very brief. Yeah. And there was no expansion on okay. that. So I, I, I think I, we got it. We had to get yeah. it on that one. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys it, got though. the most extensive one because like obviously – my mom was like, so you guys went to the, like, I briefly scammed it over <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've said it before. You guys got like an extensive story. I was just like, yeah, we went for something or something. I, I don't know. I got to hang out. I'll what call you later. Yeah. <laughs> Mama Lucas, tune in. You get the full story right here. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, what's up. Not allowed to listen to this. That's no, what's up. Right. Hell yeah. All right. So Kyle, why don't you leave the folks with where they can go to support you, where they can go more importantly, buy some shit. You know, yeah. I know streaming's great, but my, my thing is right now, like, go buy an album, yeah. right? Like, yeah, streaming's shit. great, but go buy an album, go buy a T-shirt. Yeah, man. You know, go, go buy something that's more than, you know, a fraction of a penny for, for, for guys like yeah. Kyle and Jay. And, I mean, yeah, we, you know, we, we appreciate know, Mr. that. Mr. Meeks over here with his international fucking worldwide galactic Sony deal, whatever's hey. going on over here. <laughs> Wherever we go from here, baby, it's all yeah. good. I'm telling I mean, you. yeah, all that is super supportive. I'm really big on the merch game. I, I take a, a, I'm very big on branding. So I got uh, KyleLucas.com has all our shirts and uh, shit. I got coffee mugs. I got little. Those every- coffee mugs are dope. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's hot. I got every, like I'm very big. I'm very brand oriented. Um, but I mean, shit, Kyle, at Kyle Lucas on everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, I'm very um, reachable and I'm very Googleable. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I try my best to answer everybody. So everyone who supports me, I, I mean, shit. I can't believe I'm still here doing music. I didn't think oh. that would happen. So I appreciate all my diehard fans. Um, I'm still working on new music now, but I just put out an album uh, in January called Almost Famous, Almost Broke. And you can get that in Marietta, Georgia. Please buy them. But if you don't want to buy them, stream them if you can't buy them. But as long as you keep listening. And then if you can't buy them, tell five people because I bet those people will like it. And yeah. that word of mouth is still... I still get so many messages. Man, my friend played this at our dog yeah. party. Or I still, that's still, I, I mean, I can yeah. buy a million fake views on YouTube. I can create, I can try to fake SoundCloud plays. I can do whatever. But the best thing and the, the thing that I've noticed that have been, I do play, I played so, I played every city ever a million times now. And there's five people I've impressed. They literally will bring 10 more people the next time. So no, word no. of mouth yeah. is still so important. Don't, don't yeah. let the internet fool you and think that everything's overnight. Nothing's overnight, you know what I mean? No doubt. So I appreciate it. At Kyle Lucas at everything. Hit me up and uh, 
Yo, I, I just appreciate all the support. Word. All right. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Kyle, guys. Thank, thank you, man. I appreciate Good it. Thanks time. for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Good shit. Jay, thank you, man. Thank you for yeah, working out. Yeah, thanks, Kyle, man. out. Shit, yeah. that was awesome. Oh, hey, it took you moving from uh, New York to here to figure out. I don't know why, but it, it took a guy from New York to connect, you know, two, two oh, folks from, to live it. that are in the same, like, county. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Same city. <laughs> yeah, right? Hell I think yeah. that's awesome. I think, yeah, like, when Rass told me that, I was like, you're fucking lying. <laughs> I would have just shut up. Like, yeah. like, no, he's, or I think it was gone. He was like, "Yeah, he's in Smyrna." I was like, "That's like right down the street from me." Are yeah, you sure? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bars. That was like the time I figured out Raekwon was in Marietta for a short bit. Oh yeah, yeah. no, yeah, I knew yeah, that. that yeah. Oh crazy. shit, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't think that's I don't think that's the case anymore. But no, I think he's in Canada now or some yeah, shit. Like they're, they're, total they're, opposite. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. for a short while. It was. Uh, we, he's we, been George. I mean, that's how he linked up on all the outcast shit, on the big right, bullshit. Yeah, he's right. Oh, around. that makes sense. Yeah, he had a bunch of like family members. At, or but you he, was trying to bump into him at Costco and shit. I though. mean, it, there was a yeah. PO box. There was a PO box. I was like in my in my hip hop fantasy brain. I was thinking like, well, man, maybe this motherfucker lives right around the yeah. Because I had a PO box at one point, you know, for like all the radio station shit. Yeah. Like, but I was. When he actually got service with yeah, the records, I yeah. had a P.O. box. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm just like, man, I'm going to run into this motherfucker at the UPS store. I know it. Yeah, man. I want to have beats on deck. I know it. You just have a beat tape on you at all right. times. Come on. Uh, yeah. So, That's anyway. What's up. All right. Thank y'all. I'm glad Thank you guys linked, both man. you for real. Yeah, we're Thank up. you guys. All right. yeah. Cool. All right, Meeks, Southern Vanguard Radio. Twice a week, Meeks. Yeah. Twice, Twice a week, week Doe. Yeah. Every Tuesday, every Thursday, tell a friend. SoundCloud, MixCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes Podcast. No doubt. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Episode 100, gift pack still available. Oh, that's Get right. One. SouthernVanguard.BankCamp.com. We're out. Yep. Yeah.